Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 130 and it is Tuesday, July 31st, 2018. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, y'all? And we have a very special guest in the building. It's a lo- It's been a long time coming, my good dear friend of mine from the college days and the super villain of the Codex Prime podcast, John Haponic. Greetings and salutations. Yes. Destiny has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Dread it. Run from it. <laughs> so, yes, uh, welcome to the show, man. This Thanks. is, yeah, it's been a long time coming. Um, uh, the uh, DC's number one super fan, um, the uh, DCEU's cheerleader, the hater of all things Marvel or Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, yes, I'm look, very, looking, very much looking forward to uh, seeing what will come about in this episode tonight. The apologist, as you <laughs> have frequently <laughs> called him. Don't, don't cry too much. Yeah. It'll be okay. I don't those know if your camera will pick it up. Oh, those yeah. are fighting words. Oh, no, no. It's, I mean, hey, I'm fully prepared for whatever debate may uh, arise, even though, I mean, as, as a two Marvel fans here, it's like a handicap match. So, <laughs> you know, so there's that. But, uh, but yeah, we thank you all for uh, tuning in on the Codex Prime podcast. We're back at our Tuesday schedule. And, uh, yeah, we'll, talk, we'll, be have, we'll be talking about a bunch of, like, nerd stuff, um, stuff, latest headlines, stuff we've been up to, uh, all things Marvel and DC, and uh, all that good stuff. You know how we, you know how we do. So, uh, yeah. So, Carl, as you're sharing the episode, should I get into what, what I've been up to or whatever? Actually, first, this episode is sponsored by Studio Headphones. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we got, we got to give a big shout-out to our sponsors, our sponsor. Yes, Studio yes. Headphones. As you can see, um, Victor's wearing our white region, uh, the white region premiere ear mo- on-ear models, which has yes. impeccable clarity and instrumental tones for a well-balanced sound with 24-plus hours of active battery life and 20, and 20 days standby life. Mm-hmm. Um, very, fa- very fashionable, also oh, with yes. high quality. Can you attest to that, Vic, right now? Absolutely. Exactly. Butter. And then if you go to studio.com, you can use the promo code CODEX to get 15% off. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, um, And I tried it, and it actually works. Absolutely. So, yeah, if you're in the, in the market for headphones, pick yourself up a pair of studios. Yes, indeed. So, uh, so, so John, since, since you've uh, been a longtime viewer... Of the of the show and a dear friend of mine, you know, tell us like tell us a bit about yourself and what you've been up to and all that good stuff. Hey, um, you know, just passing through um, back in uh, Houston. Finally made my way up to uh, Rhode Island. Um, just here for some work stuff, uh, and I could not help but make this a uh, pit stop. Uh, sad to say, I've been doing secret supervillain stuff. Uh, I'm plotting my next email uh, to Carl to tell him how bad you know Captain Marvel is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not Shazam. That's that's the real Captain Marvel. But um, uh, unfortunately, outside of that, I finished uh, reading Artemis. Uh, that was your recommendation, and um, uh, my wife also res- re- read it. Uh, I was a little mixed on it. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Um, I got a little frustrated with the ending, but I mean, you know me, I hate everything. <laughs> and uh, um, and right now I'm reading uh, a pretty good book uh, called uh, So Sad to Fall. Uh, it's nonfiction, and it deals with uh, Io, uh, the letters from Iwo Jima uh, during World War II. And um, unfortunately, I've been kind of a little bit out of the uh, 
uh, movie uh, theater experience. The last one, I, and I forgot to email you guys, but I figured, hey, you know, I was going to be on the show anyway. It was Ant-Man and the Wasp, which actually was all right. So yeah, that's about as exciting as I get. Doing a lot of housework. Uh, sort I, of. I yeah, housework, housework sucks. And um, our boys, Kyle and Brian, had to chimed in. And also Kyle from the UWO podcast, which y'all should check them out on the, on the uh, Anchor app. Yep. He goes... Is that the Marvel hater? Boo this man! <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Kyle, he's also uh, our, our, our dear our dear friend of the show and also the most diabolical hater this side of the Mississippi. Yes, he is. And also a big Roman Reigns fan. Like He's an overrated wrestler, but you don't talk about him too yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool, man. Um, you know, as, as for me, uh, I've been up to a few things um i just watched a movie uh still used movie pass so i'm still using it um until the i'm riding that wagon until the wheels fall off uh, which seems to be inevitable um i watched a movie in in uh at the providence place mall called blind spotting and blind spotting is a really dope film it's a uh, it's directed by uh, carlos lopez estrada and it stars a uh, tony award winner uh david davis he won for hamilton and Rafael Casal, and this movie is this movie is really dope. It's it takes place in Oakland, California, and uh, David uh, Davis plays this guy named Colin who's uh, fresh out of, uh, well, yeah, fresh out of prison, and he's uh, basically has uh, three days left of his parole before he enters uh, probation, and he's just trying to you know just trying to uh, keep his uh, keep his head above water, trying to stay out of trouble, and um, his friend. Uh, uh, Miles, played by uh, Raphael Casal, he's this uh, this white dude who's really hood, like more hood than most other hood dudes. Like he's just like at first when you look at him, uh, when you look at Miles, you think he's just a culture vulture, but he's actually like about it, like he's down for the cause and to a almost alarming degree. And he and he kind of reminds me of um, uh, Joseph Sikora, I think that's his name. He's this other actor who plays this guy named Tommy in the show Power, who's also a, a really thuggish and gutter white dude who you don't want to meet in a dark alley or in or any alley for that matter but but yeah uh but Colin, he's a guy, he's a dude who's trying to stay out of trouble and he has three days left on his uh, parole and one day he witnesses a shooting while this police officer was like guns murders this uh guy this black guy who runs away from him and um he's and he's just like in a funk just trying to trying to get over like what he saw and he's trying to you know um trying to you know uh, stay, keep his head above water at, at his job. He's a mover. Him and his friend Miles are—they're both movers. And uh, and um, as he's trying to, you know, trying to reconcile what he saw, and what, he, and he's trying to, you know, deal with like all these things in his personal life. Um, his his friendship with Miles starts to starts to become strained as as the, as the events go on. And what's really cool about uh, blind spotting is that uh, it, it touches on a lot of themes. Like for example. Um, uh, gentrification in, in Oakland, for example, like there's a running uh, gag about like hipsters taking over uh, Oakland, uh, and there's one there's one scene in the film where where Colin and Miles are at this uh, hipster party by some dude who's like straight out of like Portland, Oregon, and um, he he sports the same uh, California uh, tattoo as as Miles, 
And so everyone's thinking. So Miles is like, look at him, like, hey, wh- wait, why is he, why is he trying to rep, rep Oakland? Like, he, he's not from here. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what the, what the streets are. And then like, and then on top of that, some other, some other black dude mistakes Miles for a culture vulture, even though Miles is also from the hood. And it's like, it gets into like a big, huge conflict. Um, the writing is solid. Uh, it's more of a dramedy with with comedic moments here and there, and it's very well written. And um, and throughout the film, like you kind of you really feel for these characters. Um, I really like uh, the the chemistry between uh, David Davis and Raphael Casal, and and how they and, and what their friendship is like. Um, you understand why they're friends, but at the same time, it's like you kind of ask yourself, well. Would I would I really want to mess with these folks? But at the same time, it does tie into the film's title, Blind Spotting. Basically, uh, Blind Spotting, how it's explained in the film, it's a psychological uh, concept where, where if you look at somebody, even if somebody that you know very well, like you instantly look at that person, but like the first thing you think of, like like whether it's a stereotype, you think of that person in that stereotype, even if it's just for, just for a split second, then you start to see that person for who they are. Mm-hmm. So that's like the the basic concept of blind spotting. And and that and that ties into the entire theme of the film. Like it's like I said, it's very well written and directed. Um, this film t- actually took a while for uh, uh, David Davis and, and Casal to get off the ground. They tried to get off the ground for, like for the last ten years, but like stuff kept getting in the way. Um, like David Davis started in um, Hamilton, so that kind of got in the way of the production of the film. But then once he got off that, then they then this film got off the ground. Um, it's also it also this is also a film that continues that that tradition of like uh, of black filmmakers and writers getting into uh more quirky and idiosync- idiosyncratic uh genre pieces like get out and uh, sorry to bother you blind spotting kind of continues that trend and it's it's like i said it's it's a really it's a really smart film and um i will say that the there's like a there's like a key monologue in the film which might take some viewers out of it because like it kind of sh- it kind of toes that line between believability and realism. Wait, wait, wait. Does this like monologue like break like the fourth wall, like where he's like talking to you directly, or what's the? Uh, no, it it doesn't it doesn't break the fourth wall, but just like the circumstances surrounding it, uh-huh. it's like, oh man, I don't know if this would play in real life. Like it's kind of toned that line, but you mm-hmm. still but the emotional truth is still there. Um, but I I won't spoil that, of course. But um. But yeah, I really recommend it. Uh, the film also features a uh, brief cameo appearances by uh, Tisha Campbell Martin, and and Wayne Knight. Wait, <laughs> that's random. Yeah, Wayne Knight is in it. Okay, uh, from Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, like he plays like he plays some like some pretentious art dealer. Um, he was in something else recently too. I can't even think of it though. Yeah, like I know I seen him in something recently. Mm. Yeah, he might he must have been something recent, but he, but yeah, I was like it was weird seeing him in this movie, but I I thought mm-hmm. it was kind of hilarious. But but yeah, uh, check out uh, Blind Spotting. Wait, wait wait wait, is it is it Oscar worthy? That's what we want to know. <laughs> um, and is anyone dying in the film? Um, I, of cancer. <laughs> listen, man. Uh, I I will I will say like in in terms of writing, perhaps yeah okay yeah. Um, but yeah, I would recommend checking out Blind Spotting. It's in it's well, for all of our local listeners in Rhode Island. It's only playing at the Providence Place Mall Theater, so definitely check it out while it's still there. Hopefully, it'll get an expansion for other theaters because it is worth checking out. And uh, besides that, I've been uh, on the movie tip. I bought two more films from the Criterion Collection sale at Barnes and Noble. I knew you had to. Ca- I knew you had to. Ca- you had to get it in. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's the last day. Oh, and he was in, he was in Narcos. Narcos. Okay, cool. Yeah, fifty percent off. So I got two more films to add to my Criterion collection. One is this long-awaited film that I've always wanted. Uh, it's called A Matter of Life and Death, 
and it is by uh, the team of Michael Powell and Emmerich Pressburger. It's a film that came out in 1946. Uh, beautiful uh, British film starring David Niven and Kim Hunter. Uh, David Niven, he plays a, 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 a British Army pilot who dies and goes to the afterlife. And they're like, oh, wait, it's not your time yet. So like, he goes back to life, and then he falls in love with uh, the, the American uh, radio operator uh, who listened to, him, listened to him die in a plane crash, played by Kim Hunter. It's a really sweet film, uh, very beautiful. I'm so glad this is finally on the collection. Um, this is one. Of, this is one uh, Powell and Pressburger film that's been long overdue. Did Did you Google this film? I, I've never I've never heard of this. Is this like one of those like famous Oscar movies or um, or something you like got in film school? I haven't heard of this one. Yeah, it's it's a it's a film that um you pro- probably would have heard in like film school or I feel like you're deep into like old films. Okay. Yeah. Then this is definitely one of them. Um, I know our 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 friend uh, uh Mark uh. Like the artist, Mark. Yeah, Lito. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely into Powell and Pressburger, so he would know this film. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I got this, and the other film that I got from the Criterion Collection sale is Alexander Payne's 1999 film Election, starring Matthew Broderick and uh, Reese Witherspoon. <sighs> wait, wait, you don't like this film? I want they make a Criterion out of that. <laughs> I. It's, it's, it it's awful. It, Go no, ahead, stop listen, it, it was. Election was not awful. It was very good. Nothing memorable about it. Uh, what's his name? Matthew Broderick. I mean, all I remember. You know what I remember about that movie? He gets what? stung by a bee. Oh yeah. That's about it. <laughs> well, it, terrible. Well, uh, it, it, ignore John's uh, simplistic review. Uh, there's way more to this film. Um, it's basically a, a high school election, and it's a metaphor of real real life politics. Uh, Reese, Reese Witherspoon plays uh, the overachiever Tracy Flick. Who, be, who becomes really vindictive when Matthew Broderick's character, this teacher, uh, rigs the votes because like Tracy Flick is really unlikable and Matthew Broderick's character doesn't like her at all, so he rigs the votes to make sure that the, the least qualified candidate wins the high school election. Ooh. Um, uh, okay, I see why yeah. you picked this. Yeah, yeah. so unfortunately, uh, she finds out and then she mm. becomes really vindictive. It's a funny film. It's by Alexander Payne. Uh, he did uh, Sideways, which is my favorite film of his, the Descendants, uh, About Schmidt. Uh, he also did Downsizing, which I didn't really care much for. But yeah, two films I added, I added to my collection. Real quick. Yeah. Adrian, I will never, ever wear a Roman shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a good rag. To, it's a good wash rag. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, also, real quick on the comics tip, I finished reading... Uh, Volume 6 on the trade paperbacks of Batman, uh, the DC Rebirth. Uh, volume 6, Bride or Burglar. Basically, Batman and, Cat- Batman mm-hmm. and Catwoman are engaged. And uh, in this volume, um, uh, Wonder Woman calls Batman to fulfill this, uh, this uh, commitment that they made to this, this, uh, this gentleman named the Gentleman, who's, uh, who's uh, fighting an endless horde of demons in this uh, dimension, which is... Uh, Okay. He's defending this, uh, the wall between our world and this demonic dimension. And um, to give him a brief reprieve, they, they decide to exchange places. So Wonder Woman and Batman take the gentleman's place, and the gentleman comes to Gotham to, re- to revisit his, uh, his uh, long-lost love. And what's interesting is that um, time moves very differently in both. So a few hours in the real world in Gotham is actually a few decades in this realm that Batman and, Cat- and, and Wonder Woman have to fight in, but they don't age. So it's very interesting to see like how, how uh, how Batman and Wonder Woman deal with that time differential, and if they fall into temptation. But um, 
because Batman and Catwoman are engaged, but very good. So wait, 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 wait. If they're engaged, are they are they like engaged as Batman or as engaged as Bruce Ban- uh, Bruce Wayne? Excuse me. Uh, engaged as Bruce Wayne and Selina. Okay. Kyle. Okay. Because yeah. I actually the single issue of when they actually get married is out, and I actually picked it up. And uh, and also for two more comic series that I that I am that I have read, pick them up. Uh, one two that I highly recommend for you guys to check out is uh, Shadow Man, which um, I've read the first. Uh, well, there's only five issues available. Uh, this is published by Valiant Comics. This is the reboot of the um, of the Shadow Man series, which has been around for like 20 years. This one's really dope. It's written by Andy Diggle and with artwork by Steven Segovia. And it's about, uh, it takes place in New Orleans. It deals with like voodoo and the occult. And um, this guy, Jack Boniface, who's the current Shadow Man and his lineage, his bloodline has been cursed with the Shadow Man Loa or spirit. Mm-hmm. And he's the latest in a long line. And he's been trapped in the dead side for, which is like the uh, demonic inverse of the real world. Uh, he's been trapped for five years. He comes back to, to the real world. And uh, his lover, Alyssa Miles, who's the, also a voodoo priestess or a mom, mambo, uh, they reunite and they have to uh, uh, defend, uh, defend the world against uh, Baron Samedi, who's like this skull-faced, uh, really depraved, uh, depraved dude. I kind of imagine Walton Goggins playing him if they ever make a TV show or, or movie version of this. But definitely check out Shadow Man. It's um, the first five issues are out now. And last but not least, I've read uh, the the newest uh, Image comic series, Skyward. Really dope. Um, I oh yeah, gorgeous artwork. Um, uh, written created by Joe Henderson. He was a showrunner for Lucifer. Okay. Uh, with artwork by uh, Lee Garbett, and uh, that that is a really interesting sci-fi premise. Um, it takes place um, roughly twenty years after after. Um, after our present day, and it basically um, uh, the the gravi- gravity, Earth's gravity basically disappears, and everything becomes low gravity. And like, if anything that's not, I th- think anything or anyone that's not t- tethered down gets, you know, flo- un- automatically floats away into the atmosphere into certain death in outer space. And there's actually a horrifying um, uh, uh, a page uh, in in the second issue where you see a ring around planet mm-hmm. Earth. And it's just a ring of debris. And people and corpses, because they, because you know they. Okay, this just went. This just took a huge yeah. dark turn. Yeah, yeah it got a little but, weird. But but yeah, it's it's um despite its premise, um it's actually not a dark. It does have dark elements, but it's actually a really really cool series. It's a, uh, it has, has moments of lightness to it. Um, the main character is uh this just a woman named Willa Fowler, um, who who grew up in this uh, this low gravity earth and she doesn't she doesn't remember a time where where there was gravity on earth so it's a very interesting world building seeing how she how she floats around <clears throat> and um how um, how she navigates uh how she navigates the world where there's no gravity so basically like anybody that's living like like in the, like in the high rises or whatnot they're actually poor or a lower class because they have because they have a they're closer to certain death basically if they float out float away yeah um, whereas those who are on on the ground, they're actually rich upper class because, you know, one of the inventors actually created a, a, a magnetic boots so everyone can actually stay on the ground and not float away. Oh, okay. And um, it's really it's, and it's really interesting world building. And um, there's like a huge conspiracy that her father is involved in, and it's kind of developing in the, in these last uh, four issues. Um, really awesome series. Like Image Comics always puts out some interesting stuff. They do. And um, more so than Marvel. So, um, so yeah, uh, 
yeah, definitely check out Skyward. The first four issues are out now. I've been reading those, and yeah, that's pretty much what I've been been up to. You know, you done started a whole debate in our chat. Oh, uh, well, everybody's well, debating today. Well, well, what what debate have I started? Okay, so as you were uh, <laughs> basically between Adrian and Kyle. Uh huh. So as you were going over your uh, Batman review. Yeah. Um. First of all, Adrian got mad at you because you were kind of spoiling it for him. He was picking up that issue. <laughs> oh, what issue? Oh. Uh, the trade that you was uh, reading of the ba- of uh, Batman. It's not, it's not really a spoiler. Come on. So, of course, you know, Kyle chimes in saying how nobody likes Batman. Mm-hmm. Adrian <clears throat> calls blasphemous on him. And then Kyle says, nobody seems to care that Batman comes out at night in spandex with a little boy named Dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then they and then of course they got they kind of go and it spreads into a uh football conversation but yeah they're pretty much the bit going back and forth at it i see it's yeah awesome yeah is, is football still a thing of course fantasy's coming up it's around the corner oh. it is yeah you, you, you still gonna watch football I'm still on the fence with that. <laughs> I really am. Do, do the right thing, Carl. It's like if I if I told you my I told you my my um my situation. It's like what ha- is like the year I don't watch it, then the Cowboys win the Super Bowl and I'm be mad because I missed it. That's or fun. you know even worse, you you don't watch it, they make it to the Super Bowl, you watch it, they're done, you jinxed them. Yes. Game See, over. Don't put that. Don't put yeah. that. Even huh? I'm just saying. That's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, do the right thing, Carl. It's Don't like I'm screwed them. either way. It's like I'm screwed either way. That's all right. Do the right thing. Don't watch it. But I love football. Dude, it's it's it. not a bad thing if you watch football. It's, it's toxic. It's a toxic no, it's relationship. Not. No, it's not. It's a toxic relationship, Carl. No, it's not. You lose all, all these owners telling telling people to, telling the players that they have they have to kneel, they have to show patriotism. Okay, yeah, Jerry's really? doing that. Yeah, but really? the, the owner of the Giants is he's actually against it. So. They actually say that if they um like if his players do take a knee, that the Giants organization will pay their fines. Yeah, but if they get fined every time, then they're gonna change their tune real quick. Mm, I don't think the fines are are too bad, right? I, I mean, it's like it means a couple grand. And we you're a, a lot football of, fan, correct? Uh, casual. Casual. I'm more basketball, mm. basketball, hockey, but I mean, I still follow the standings. Yeah. 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 Don't do, do the right thing. Don't watch it. It's not worth right. it. You're gonna watch it. He is. He ain't Patriots shit. Will be in the Super Bowl. I, yeah, they odds I really I play, I play fantasy too. So. Yeah. But anyways, I guess it's my turn to li- tell y'all what, what I've been up to. Yeah. I pretty much, other than um, moving, I've been read comic reading. Yeah. A lot of it. So much. I'm spree- I'm spending so much money on comics. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, <laughs> but it's just growing and growing. I'm just like, wow. I'm like, wow. Like, I'm picking up new comics, mm-hmm. and there's still some I haven't read. Wow. Yeah, that's how it is. That's how it, it is. It is. Me. Didn't you put po- one of us posted a meme? I uh, did. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, God, that's so accurate. Yeah. So I picked up the uh, X Men Wakanda Forever. All right. That was that um, picks off when, um, mm. from Spider Man's Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. So what happens? It's actually written by um, Nidhi or- Ok Okorafor, mm-hmm. art by Anthony Height. And basically, Nakia, a.k.a. Malice, Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o's character in the movie, she was actually on the loose with a dangerous threat weapon from 
Wakanda as she is exiled from the Dora Milaje. And she comes to America as to try to um, lure Black Panther because she's like so crazy, like obsessed with him, with to the point where it's turned her mad, and then she actually becomes sick. she becomes like sick from this disease. What the name I can't re- I can't remember it. Mm-hmm. So she goes into uh, Brooklyn. So the Dora she goes to Brooklyn with this dangerous weapon, and then the Dora Milaje actually. Um, Excuse me. They actually come to America to try and stop her, and then they team up with Spider-Man in the first issues. So then next, with the X-Men one, she, um, who does? She's like, all right, I got to get T'Challa. Who am I gonna get? His one true love, Storm. So she tries to track down the X-Men. So then, the Dora Milaje try to warn Storm of, you know, Nakia's coming. So that's what I'm going to leave it as because I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's definitely a very good read. I recommend it to anybody. Mm-hmm. Also, the new Amazing Spider-Man series, um, issues one and two, <clears throat> just came out, written by Nick Spencer and art by uh, Ryan Audley. And it's a new story with Peter Parker and like he's facing um, plagiarism charges from the college that he went to because um, Dr. Oct- Octopus mm-hmm. from issues ago basically p- posed as him Mm-hmm. And completed his college education, and Peter kind of just ran with it. But yeah. then there was this device that the college actually um, invented, where they can scan people's work. And I think I think that's called Google. Nowadays, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, I could use that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they, you know, scan for plagiarism, and they found that on Peter Parker. So Peter has to go back to college, and the lizard is actually his professor. Mm-hmm. But it's just that. Um, Kurt Connors actually has a chip, and he can actually control, you know, himself from becoming a lizard and being evil and everything. Whenever like he gets some type of trigger, mm-hmm. it'll like the chip would actually shock him to a paralyzed to a paralyzed state, and he can co- he um, turns back to normal. Mm. So, with these plagiar, you know, with these plagiarism um, charges coming about, like his life is pretty much falling into shambles. And also, an alien invasion is happening. Wow! So, I mean, it's a it's a nice, fun read. You know, I definitely do recommend it. And also, I um, over the weekend I started watching season six of Orange Is the New Black. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot about that show. How can you forget? Like, Orange Is the New Black. Orange Is the New Black is amazing. It is. Probably had like three episodes about it. Yeah, I, I've I've been. Yeah, I've been catching up with some so many other stuff though. Yeah, so it picks off of the off, right after the events of uh, season five, where it all where the um, inmates were split up after the riots. Mm-hmm. So they and they moved to Litchfield's maximum security. Oh, yeah. So like a whole bunch of things. I'm only on the first two episodes. I've only watched the first two episodes, so a whole bunch has been going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really want to like if I say anything else, it's gonna require it's gonna end up being spoilers. Mm-hmm. But you do see your favorites, um, Piper, my personal favorite, Daya and Gloria, mm-hmm. Suzanne, Crazy Eyes, um, Tasty, Cindy. You know they're all ba- they're all back. So and I'm actually looking forward to seeing what they're going to be getting into, mm. especially in maximum security. Yeah, is Red still there? Oh yeah, nice. she, oh yeah, definitely not. Yeah, and John, are you, have you watched Orange Is the New Black? 
I I am guilty. I have not watched a single episode. Oh. I I don't know. It's one of those things where it's just like people recommend stuff to me. And I just put it on the like the queue list, and um, I don't know. I've been going through things. I'm tr- currently trying to finish Homeland. Mm. How is Homeland? Um, you know, it's actually pretty good. I mean, they take it to a little extreme at times. You know what I mean? But I mean, they try to keep it like in some sort of uh, realism. Um, Oh, actually, you know, uh, the one thing I think I would recommend to you, which I have not yet, um, or previous, I don't, th- or at least I don't recall, is the The Expanse. Huh? Um, it's based on a series. I I think, um, God, uh, like seven novels. You have to Wikipedia that for me. I mean, at least seven have been released. I think. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, they have about three seasons on. Two of them are on Amazon Prime so far. And after it got canceled, Amazon uh, uh, picked it up after a lot of people were, you know trying to bring it back so i really really recommend that one that show is awesome i three seasons yeah yeah okay. three seasons and they're gonna have their fourth on amazon but um, Thomas jane's in it yeah i mean the cast was really good and um it's pretty diverse and uh it's it's i mean like the first two episodes or so it, it's a little weird like it kind of leaves you in the dark but as it goes along you know if you pay attention mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 okay yeah okay. And shout outs to Mike Marchetti joining us. Happy birthday to Callie. And shout outs to my homegirl, Erin, watching. Nice. I told her about the debate, so she's ready. <laughs> yeah. And yes, Kyle, Orange is the New Black is back, apparently. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, yeah. Shame on you. Yeah. That's what's up. But shame so. on me because I'm like, I finished Luke Cage in a weekend. and mm-hmm. I'm only two episodes <laughs> for Orange is the New Black. Yeah. You've, you've seen Luke Cage, right? Only first season. I'm so far behind on some stuff. I'm just waiting for Iron Fist, you know, to come back so I can renew my Netflix subscription. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh God! Oh, I was a train wreck. Like yeah. I said, yeah, but there's a whole new there's person there's personnel changes, so like, it's worth a second chance. Like you, you've seen the whole first season of Iron Fist. Oh, I, I watched it all. Like wow. I binge watched that one, and uh, I mean it was a comedy for me and my wife. We were just <laughs> laughing the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I three episodes and I, I had to tap out. I could not finish that series at all. Uh, I, I literally, I was as I was telling you, I have pretty much watched every Marvel show except actually I never watched um, Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. But all the Netflix series, I watched. I watched only the first two episodes of Inhumans, yeah. and I'm glad yeah. that I'm like, that's <laughs> enough. I got first of all, it came. The show wasn't good. Second of all, it came on on Friday nights. Who's watching TV on Friday nights? Yeah, that's true. Nope. Antisocial people and insomniacs. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I mean, it's a huge fail. But Cloak and Dagger is actually good. I think I, I think there's like two episodes left. Okay. That's on Freeform, right? Freeform, yeah. Okay. But you can watch it on Hulu as well. That's oh. how I usually catch it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, pretty much. I'm working on season five. I started watching season five of, yeah, the latest season of uh, Ages of Shield. Mm-hmm. It's not about, and I heard that there's tie-in. There's a really good tie-in into Infinity Wars too. So I'm like, I'm, I gotta see that through. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, speaking of Marvel shows, um, I don't know if you've watched it yet, but you, ha- yeah, have you seen The Punisher? Only, only pieces of it. Yeah. I, yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't like it. I don't like the actor. Oh, uh, John Bernthal. Yeah, I like the what's his ah oh, man, what's his face? The guy from uh, uh, Warzone. Oh, um, 
Ray Stevenson. Yeah, he was the definitive punisher for me. He was tall. He didn't say or do much. Mm-hmm. He did just enough for me. Yeah, he nailed the look, but that movie... The, it was, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. But, that, I mean, that's what the Punisher is, you know? Uh, well... Yeah. The only beef I have with um, John Bernthal is just that he's short. Other than that, he nails it. It's not, it's not really short. He's like, he's, like, he's like six feet tall. I mean, he's basically, basically our height, so, you know. Yeah, but Punisher is always portrayed as a much taller character. Yeah, he's like, what? He's got to be about 6'4". Six six four? Four, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least. Yeah. Oh, oh well. Uh, tomato, tomato. It's one of those nitpicky It, it is. It is, because yeah. the show's still dope. Oh, yeah, it is. Like, it's, I probably would put it as, like, top three Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like, of the, of the Netflix series. Yeah. Like, top three seasons. Mm. And what's, what's top two, then? Um... I have to say Luke Cage season one. Yeah. And Jessica Jones season one. Hmm. All right. Over Daredevil? You know what? You know what? I, I got to say, Daredevil like. Was a clo- Daredevil is a close. It's, a, the, in, the, it's in the top five. Jessica Daredevil Jones was very good. Whoa, 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 whoa. But Killgrave was, was scary as fuck. Jessica Jones was a great show. It definitely was. Like, I, I almost fell asleep. Why? Was, like, I, I can't. I, for a villain, I mean. Killgrave? Yeah. Dude, that mind so control was sick. No, anytime it's just like, you know, looking at the coffee, throws it in his face. It's like, that's it? Okay. I mean, that's just mild Done. of what he can do. He's like, remember when he lo- when he won the money in a poker game? And he's just like, okay, you just bang your head into the wall until you die. Until you die, yeah. And he did it. Yeah. Like, it was to the point where they had to have re- they had to form a rehab group. I don't know. For that- people who have been killed grave. Yeah. Like... He- even like Jessica said, it was like, yo, you, you raped me using mind control. And I'm like, that's a form of rape. That's pre- that hits pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, it, 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 the, the, the show was quite strong. And like, I, I, I would say, like, Jessica Jones season one was my favorite season of all the Netflix shows. It's my second favorite now because Luke Cage season two is my new favorite. Mm. Yeah. We just want, I mean, like, and I don't want to sound like anti Jessica Jones. I actually love the comic. I, I bought the comic when it first came out with the Marvel Knights line yeah. Uh, yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I have the uh, what one through thirty. I can't remember if they canceled it or something There's or a what new happened. Line too. Yeah, yeah, they, line they brought just it came back. Out. Yeah, it just came out like two weeks mm-hmm. ago on um, on the Marvel app. Mm-hmm. And I it, keep saying to myself, I gotta, I gotta get it. Yeah. And I think by the end of the series, that's. That was part of the season. I mean, don't quote me on that, but uh, I don't know. It didn't do it for me. Mm. Prefer- I, I, I'd have to say probably Daredevil um, season one, uh, Luke Cage season one. I still haven't gotten to two yet. Yeah. And the rest, I don't know. Bushmaster's the truth. Yeah, Bushmaster was a great villain, and especially Alfred Woodard's uh, Mariah Dillard Stokes. You say right, Stokes. Stokes. <laughs> Yo. Oh my God! Like Alfred Woodard deserves an an award for her portrayal as Mariah Dillard slash Stokes because man, I never hated a Marvel villain as much as I hated her character. Jesus, but yeah, Wu Cage season two is worth watching, and Defenders, eh, it was all right. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Defenders oh, well. was yeah not that memorable then. It wasn't. I mean, Iron Fist somewhat. If you fo- if you follow the story, it just wasn't their best work. It's no. what should. It should have been a lot better. Yeah. That I'll, I'll definitely admit, but I still enjoyed it. 
Yeah. I mean, mm. Iron Fist's uh, whole purpose in that show was literally punching a wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. But then that was actually rushed. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. That was a shot to you. See, it's so, it's different now because I'm always mm. shouting you out. <laughs> <laughs> whenever we admit, whenever yeah. we make a, throw some shade to DC, but you're right here now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I this mean, this was a long time coming. I could wait for this. It was, and, and, and we'll get, and we'll get more into it. Oh um, yeah. I'm once ready. we after we touch on these news and headlines here, some news and items of interest. Uh, first one here. Um, this one is uh, kind of a stab to my heart right here. Movie Pass may very well be on its way out. Oh. Um, so pissed. Yeah. At that. Uh, last Thursday, July 26th, MoviePass had to take out a $5 million emergency loan because the company actually ran out of money. MoviePass users, myself included, were unable to use the app during that time. As users opened the MoviePass app, users saw an error message which read in part, quote, we are presently experiencing some technical issues with our card-based check-in process and we are dig- diligently working to resolve the issue, end quote. A.K.A. we're broke, bitch. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, observers have long criticized Movie MoviePass's business model of charging $10 a month to see as many films in theaters as one wants to, stating that it is unsustainable. Which is hard to argue, but... Hey, at least yeah. you enjoyed the ride, right? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Uh, wait, did you, did you try to see one on Thursday? Were um, you locked out? I, I was uh, locked out. Like I said, Oh, uh, yeah, that's gonna hurt. Yeah, I had that same... What are trying message. to see? Um, I was trying to see... Um, this uh, documentary, Three Identical Strangers, which yeah. is still in theaters. Um, and apparently I can't see Mission Impossible because it's a premium release. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it, uh, it's not a Disney movie, but it's a premium release. I guess Paramount, you know, made a deal with um, either the theater chains or um, MoviePass itself saying that, okay, you can't, MoviePass users can't watch this movie for the first two weeks with the app. And now I think they uh, updated it. I mean, you may want to Google it, but I think it's like films that have uh, over a thousand theaters. Mm-hmm. You have to wait a little longer to see them. That I think that's what I read today, mm-hmm. and um, also their, uh, I guess the lack of viability in their, you know, um, or lack of st- sustainability is that they need at least an additional two million subscribers mm-hmm. for it to be profitable. And uh, yeah, they're at three million right now. They need five. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a trick. This. There's still hope. Just when I'm ready to say, you know, I'm oh. gonna get movie pass. Yeah. Just when I was finally saying, you know, <laughs> I was finally convinced to get it. Mm-hmm. This happens. Yeah, ain't that a bitch? <laughs> I know. And and you know what? I, mean, I will say, like, if if the end is nigh, like I said, like it was great while it lasted. You got yeah. I would say you definitely got your money's worth because you only had it for like you didn't. Even, it wasn't even a year yet. No, I had it since December first. Oh, so it's. Yeah, and eight I th- months. You got how many? How many movies do you think you saw with that? I saw a thirty-six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you used the hell out of that. <laughs> oh yeah, like I said, I will ride the movie pass wagon until the wheels fall off. Do it. Yeah, just do go, it, go to town. Not? Yeah, and then um, then I go back to paying for my movie ticket like the rest of the common folk. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> like the rest of the taxpayers, the bill payers, you know. <clears throat> yeah, but you anyway. See the, you see these lights? <laughs> <laughs> You're paying these motherfuckers too, so I don't want to hear. Well, yeah, like the rest of you little people. But anyway, uh, some other some other movie news. Um, hash, I'm gonna I'm start a hashtag. Hashtag keep movie pass alive. And mind you, this this is not a paid sponsorship. I'm just a fan. 
Anyway, some other news Didn't here. Call him off of being a... He should be sponsored by them. Yeah, I mean, he, he play. He, I, I swear I, to God, he has plugged it in. Every he probably has a tattoo somewhere on his <laughs> arm or something. <laughs> I would pay top dollar to watch Victor get a tattoo. No. Oh, wait, in a, wait, anything in particular or no? Just, just in get one. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. Nah. Any, well, not almost anywhere. <laughs> no, I'm good with just the get one. Come on, you wouldn't get you wouldn't get anything. Any like if you had to, what would you get? You know, that's the thing. Like, uh, there's so many, there's so many cool stuff. Like, I'm too indecisive. I don't, I wouldn't know what to get. Sure, the hell, I was definitely indecisive. So, um, shout out to my boy Jim who gave me my first tattoo. It's nothing special, but mm-hmm. he was just like, "I'll give you a free one just so I can see you squirm." <laughs> and I was little. It was crazy. I because I have a horrible phobia in needles. Mm. I can't even look at what like American Gangster is one of my favorite movies, and I cannot watch the heroin scenes. Oh yeah. Well, you know, you share a fear with uh, Jackie Chan. Really? Yeah, he's he's broken like every single bone in his body. Doesn't care about stunts, but uh, in his uh, biography or autobiography and some of his um, uh, interviews, he's just straight up like, you know, you put a needle at me, I get, you know, like I wow. stiff, like I stiffen out, and I just want to, like I want to like punch somebody if they try to get me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm the worst. But, um, yeah, I literally watched him do it and just, like, held his girlfriend's hand, like, really tight mm-hmm. and all that. And, like, I watched it and then went to go see uh, Dark Knight Rises after that. <laughs> That's cool. Nice. Yeah. Also, we got another headline here. Uh, right. Warner Brothers sells mm-hmm. Andy Serkis's Mowgli film to Netflix. Ouch. Um, the film was originally scheduled for a theatrical release on October 19th of this year, but due to concerns of the proximity of Andy Serkis' film's release with that of Disney's live-action Jungle Book from two years ago, uh, Warner Brothers sold its own film to Netflix. Uh, Netflix will distribute Mowgli uh, worldwide sometime in 2019 with an additional theatrical release so that the film's 3D effects will be put to good use so they can get their money's worth. Uh, Andy Serkis' Mowgli is a darker PG-13 retelling of Rudyard Kipling's classic story, and it will star Rohan Chand in the title role, along with Kate Blanchett, Christian Bale, uh, Naomi Harris, Matthew Reese, and Benedict Cumberbatch as Shere Khan. I was getting ready to say, I'm like, I bet any money he's playing Shere Khan. Yes, he is. Yeah, I mean, I did remember hearing about like a second Jungle Book, but then this like Disney's version just came and kind of like kicked ass for a little while. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like eh, maybe we should get off this. Let's just hold off on it for a while. And, yeah, because then this what happens. Yeah, because Jungle Book is a public domain. Uh, that's property. what I thought. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought too. Because that was written probably what the eighteen hundreds. I think like late eighteen hundreds or early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. Before the copyright. Yeah, it's anything before. Copyright laws. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know the exact year. Yeah, I don't know either. But um, but yeah, like I saw the trailer for Mowgli, and it looks interesting. Fairly interesting. Um, a, a darker retelling is something that you know kind of piques my interest. I mean, I don't know how many times you can retell the Jungle Book, but you know, I think I don't know why it has to be darker. You know, I'm fine with the happy stuff. I mean, it's a kid's story. Yeah. January first, nineteen twenty-three. Okay. Anything, right. I think anything before that. No, no, no. Because I think I, I think certain things qualify for public domain. Like uh, I mean, don't again. You might have to Google for me, but no, uh, yeah, I think Night of the Living Dead, for example. Yeah. I think that's public domain. Yeah, it is. So yeah. I'm not sure how that exactly function uh, functions, but I'm, yeah, I'm just going off the first uh, paragraph yeah. I saw on Wikipedia. But yes, yeah. 
Like, like, like for certain, certain like Hollywood releases, like back in the day, like for some reason, if the studio forgot to file the copyright, oh, then okay. it goes right to public domain. Okay. Yeah, you, you'd know that. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, um, um, Mowgli film to Netflix. Hey, I'll, I'll catch it once it, once it arrives. And who knows, you know, it might be worth watching. I mean, I like Andy Serkis, you know, he's trying his hand as a director. Um, he's a talented actor. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's definitely good at Black Panther. Gollum. Yep, Gollum. Oh, Gollum. Yeah, yeah. I actually like. He was on a, he was on some talk show. I want to say like Jimmy Fallon or something. He just, out of nowhere, just did the voices. I'm just like, yo, that is amazing. Oh yeah, he read Trump's tweets in Gollum's voice. I think it was on um, I think it was on Conan's or Jimmy Kimmel's. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I gotta see that video now. Oh yeah, it, it's it's hilarious. Also, some uh, reboot news. Uh, Charlie's Angels, the reboot, is officially underway. And this film will star Kristen Stewart, Naomi Harris, and Ella Balinska in the roles. And Sony re- is rebooting this film. And Elizabeth Banks is directing it. And she will also play Bosley, the unseen boss of the Charlie's Angels as well. Uh, the film is scheduled for its September 27, 2019 release. Here's another one. Yeah. That's all you got to say with reboots nowadays. It's another one. That's right, man. Another one. Um, well, it's yeah, also well, kind of interesting they made Bosley a woman. Hmm. Indeed. Yeah, I think in the, in the last films, I think Bill Murray was the unseen voice. Was no, 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 no. Wait, was he? I thought he was just like some lackey. Oh, maybe. I, I remember, no, Bernie Mac was the... Bernie Mac was Bosley? What? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Because like, the, the previous films, that was Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu, right? Right, and yeah. There's a third actress I forget. Can, uh, wait, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu. Oh, uh, what's her face? What's her face from uh, Whip It? Uh, she oh, directed um, it. Uh, Drew uh, Barrymore. Eats, yes. Yeah. yeah. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. I should have known that. Okay. I just watched that too. Hmm. Um, so yeah, for you all, all you Charlie's Angels fans out there, well, I guess there you have something to look forward to. Uh, also, some other news here. Uh, Lena Waith is bringing a new anthology horror series to Amazon. Uh, the series is called Them covenant and it follows a black family in 1953 that moves from north carolina to an all-white los angeles neighborhood where both real and supernatural forces set out to destroy them uh, lena waith is the emmy award-winning screenwriter producer of netflix's master of none starring a season sorry and she will be the series showrunner uh, amazon has given them covenant a two-season order shout outs to her lena, lena waith's been doing it yeah I think she was also in Ready Player One. Yeah, she was. She played H. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's creative. Creative. An episode right of there. This Is Us. Ah. Uh, like, do you watch This Is Us? Anybody? Well, I saw a few episodes. Yeah. It's okay. I watch it. Yeah. I I know you do. Do you cry? No. Because you have no heart. Why is it gotta be just? Be- it's a movie. That's. Uh, it's just a movie. I ain't gonna get it's all emotions. Show. Call it emotion, Carl. Good. Emotion. Yeah. I, I have. No, you, just, don't. You, you, you really don't. Yeah, I do. No, no, not, no. There's just because I don't cry in movies like or TV shows. Listen. Like I get caught up in the moment and I enjoy it. Like there, but I'm not gonna cry. But so there, there's never been a work of art. No, no TV show, no movie, no book, nothing that's actually moved you to tears. Not even just like a, even t- just a tinkle in your eye. Nothing. I felt it in the. Towards the, at the end of the color purple, and okay. I was like, "Wow, that's a!" I was like, "Wow, yeah. that was deep." Oh yeah, color purple, the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. And I just kind of moved on from there. Okay, yeah. I mean, just something. I mean, I didn't cry. 
I mean, I didn't cry either, but still, I felt it. Dude, you, know? you cried in finding Darby's. <laughs> Listen, man. Lil, Lil, Pixar knows how to do it, man. Just when you think Pixar, Pixar just oh, knows how to... You also cried at Coco, too. Yes. Yes. Yo, have you seen Coco? It was okay. <laughs> this guy right here. Listen. Yo, Ike, listen, when, when that scene where she's singing Remember Me w- with his with his grandmother, I, it's just. Listen, I'm very close with my grandmother. It's just. I have another one who's passed on, and I'm like, something like that still wouldn't even, like, make me fall bring me to tears. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. It's, it's, just, it's just when you see a beautiful moment like that, like, and. That's some good the, acting right the, there. The movie just built up to that. Man, Pixar knows how to turn on the waterworks. They they, no, they, they know, know how to turn on your waterworks. No, Pixar is so adept at at, 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 at at emotional intelligence, at just riding that line between schmaltz and genuine emotion. Uh, and and mwah, it's art right there, man. Okay, it's good art, but it doesn't drive me to freaking tears. But you sit there, and it's like oh, it's just the cartoon, it's the animation. Probably did. I did like I like I said, I told you before, it pissed you off. I never liked Finding Nemo. Cause like every time I watch it, I fall asleep. Yeah, but do you see Wally? You have no taste. Wally, I haven't seen. Oh, you should check that one out. Yes, I think that's the best. Okay, I'll. You know, I won't argue with that. I mean, I mean, there's mi- minimal amount of dialogue, and you get all this interaction. So it's like a, watching a to some degree, you know, like a silent movie. Yeah. You know what it's too is like every time I look at Wally, I think of Johnny Five. <laughs> yeah, see that. I mean, yeah, the similarities, but yeah. it's it's much more than <clears throat> than a short. It's not. It's not short circuit it's not okay. the same league but a- anyway uh speaking of uh cool stuff uh shows stranger things season three is coming out s- next summer pissed um well from this is a uh, reported from a uh, uh, consequence of sound uh, stranger things third season began filming in april it will take place roughly one year after the second season with events circling around the release of back to the future in the summer of 1985 and to coincide with the new season's release, Penguin Random House will publish a prequel novel telling the story of Eleven's mom. That would be interesting. Now, that, that part would be interesting, but I actually thought that uh, was, they was going to do like a huge time jump just because the kids were actually getting older. Yeah, that's, that's what they did say. Um, I, think, like, I think that would be a time jump, I guess. Like, yeah, well, yeah, but it was like only one year. The last, the last season only took, took place in 1984. Yeah. Well, probably growth spurt or something. They'll probably explain it. Yeah, it happened, happened to me when I turned 13. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I, I predict more 80s references, but Stranger Things knows how to utilize them very well. Yeah, they do. Like, I still, I probably would say, like, one of my favorite recent trailers was season two, was the season two straight trailer to Stranger Things. Yeah, that was really like, very good. Like, the way they incorporated Thriller. And, and I thought this the season three one was, the little teaser was mm-hmm. creative. Yeah. You know, and you got the old logos of, like, all those, you know, stores that exist in the 80s. and. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, wait, what was the Toy Story? The, that, not Toy Story. The Toy Story that they had. Child World. Yeah. Like, and just, it always amazes me how they get all that. And the show gets so in the detail of, like, bringing it back to the 80s. Like, I've mentioned on the show before, it's like, oh, my God. Like, they were emptying out the garbage. I'm like, wow, that's 80s garbage. Yeah, the can- garbage cans. The cans and everything. <laughs> I'm like, yo, how are they getting that? I mean, I'm sure you can probably just print out old logos and just mm-hmm. slap them on like regular cans but oh yeah the the fine attention to detail i'm afraid though it's gonna like so season one i thought was perfect 
But yeah. season two, they just start forcing some of those. Well, all, well the show's only going to be season, four seasons. Yeah, but I'm just saying season two, I mean, all they did was just keep dropping those 80s references. It's like, oh, hey, here's a song. Whoa, 80s. Yeah. Next scene. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. Like, they, they're, they're getting a little too cute with the references. Yeah. yeah. But but at least it's not to, to like, a narrative-breaking degree. Yeah. Not everything can be Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a.k.a. Kung Fu Hipster Man. Yeah, that's, that's so should, good. That should be the name of the show. No, it's, it's not good. By, by good, you mean awful. Um, and also, la- last uh, uh, headline here, uh, Mark Hamill. And Carrie Fisher will return for Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, Hamill will, will reprise his role as Luke Skywalker, and Carrie Fisher will, will return via unused footage from The Last Jedi. Did you cry when you saw Mark Hamill's Twitter post? Uh, no. When he's kissing um, Carrie Fisher on the head? No, but I cried during that scene in The Last Jedi when they reunite. The first time or the second time you watched it? First time. You douche. Listen, man. It was like when he said when he told when he tells uh. When Luke tells uh, Leia that you know nobody's ever really gone, and he gives her Han Solo's dice, I cried, man, because it was like it—it it, it, it wasn't just Luke telling Leia that no one, no one's ever really gone in reference yeah, yeah, to Han Solo. He's, yeah, you, like, you thought of Mark you, Hamill. You thought of Carrie Fisher. Yeah, you know, because it was like I was like, you didn't cry when we all saw it with you. Because I saw it, the, I saw it earlier that day. Should have got the first experience with everybody. No, else. no, no, no. Listen, listen. When it, when it comes do you to agree? that, you feel that energy. Yeah. No, with what, all your people and share that energy and share that energy with your people. Whatever. Listen, when it comes to Star Wars, well, the mainline Star Wars films, <laughs> the, the, the spinoff films you can keep, but when it comes to the main Star Wars films, I'm not on anybody's schedule. I don't care who you are. I will see it by myself for the first time, and then the second time because I'm going to see it more than once. Second time I can go with anybody I want. It doesn't matter. It's cool. I, I don't know. I mean, it comes with like some like type of like event movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I talk to my wife, like my wife, all the time, and just saying, you know, we should go see this movie. We should go see this movie. I was like that. I was that guy, like pushing, like maybe we should go see Rampage. It has The Rock. Um, <laughs> did you? I did not. Okay. She, yeah, but I, I mean, it's, it's one of the. <laughs> I know. I went to I DVD Rock. Quick. <laughs> yes, it did, and I watched it, and it was terrible. Mm. But um, even for The Rock standards, but oh man, he um, he can get shot now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not to with spoil a bullet too much. Or yeah. Re- uh, with a. "Quote unquote real bullet, or is it?" I'm pretty sure it was real. "Quote unquote rubber bullet." I bet it was real. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was an interesting flick. But I mean, anyway, going back to the point, though, I mean, it's like, uh, I'll, you know, some of these Marvel movies that come out, or DC, or you know, any action flick, and it's like if I miss it by a week or two, suddenly, like, you know, my interest in going because I, I feel like I missed out on something. Yeah, I feel less inclined to go see it, and I'll just wait for a rental. I'm I'm the same way too. Like I have to see things like that premiere week mm-hmm. and all that because and then not to mention we live in the age of the internet yeah yeah, yeah. it's spoilers are gonna hit mm-hmm. like it was bad enough like i saw episode i saw episode seven like let me see it came out like on a wednesday night uh thursday night thursday night i didn't watch it till saturday night mm-hmm. so it was pretty hot some like that big like i had to see it early on because I, I did not want to get caught up in the spoilers. I wanted to see Solo, but then I'm like, all right, let me hold on. I think I was, like, broke that week or something. But, like, after, like, that first week, I just didn't – I haven't had the urge to watch it. It was okay. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen it? Yeah, I saw it. I, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. I got really mad at the ending. I won't. I, that's something I won't spoil, but, I mean – 
Yeah. It's it, like we said, it, it was a movie that we didn't need. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that? A movie that really wasn't needed solo? Um, so, for like, it's weird because, you know, it's like Rogue One, I felt like told a larger story, whereas this, you know, was just mainly on Han. And mm-hmm. I like some of the, the buddy elements and, you know, but it, no, it was not needed. In the end, it was unnecessary. They had some cheap thrills. Um, some of the cast was pretty cool, but eh. Donald Glover. That's all I've really been hearing about. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, wait. What's her face is uh, also well. Woody Harrelson was pretty good, and um, Woody Harrelson's amazing. Help me out. What's, what's her face? The name uh, uh, from um, uh, Westworld. Oh, uh, Tandy Newton. Yeah, yeah. She was she was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I still got underused. Yeah. Oh, okay. I still got to see season two of Westworld. It's weird. Like, um, I swear by season one. But uh, season two, I'm sh- and these are different people, you know, different opinions. I felt like the first half was like, you know, like Oscar worthy, like Victor, like I should frame every sequence or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, hang the DVD on my wall. But um, second half, uh, yeah, it gets too weird. It's not. It's not so much weird. It's, I think it's like kind of the direction that they're taking the series in, oh, and okay. without like ruining it, um, it's not necessarily what I expected. And it does, and and it kind of follows a similar format with the the first one with flashbacks and going back and forth with time, okay. and that can be a, a a little maddening. And they do throw in some new characters here and there who weren't in the first season, and it's they just add them in there. I feel I feel like to some degree it's filler. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to check it out. Um, Keep saying I'm about Westworld too. And something else comes out and takes my attention. Yeah, well, I mean, like, like the first season is brilliant. Yeah, I've heard. Like, yeah. I've heard somebody actually say, like, Westworld is so good, it's like God himself wrote it. Oh, um, I don't know about that. But uh, I mean, that, I mean, of course, it's an over-exaggeration, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. like, yes. it's just speaking that high. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, man, like, wow. I, I, I love that. The first season, the first season, like yeah, like, that was that I was would, Blade Runner. Yeah. It was Blade Runner. Yeah, like Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty forty nine levels of quality. Oh, wasn't that love your it. number one movie of last year? Yes, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I love that movie so much. Did you see it, Carl? I have, I still have it. Uh, well, you should see the first one, then see twenty forty nine. That's what I got. Uh, yeah, I mean, because like twenty four, because yeah. like if only because the first one will provide more context. Like certain narrative elements will make more sense in twenty forty nine if you oh, saw okay. the first. But, but yeah, is that it for the news and headlines and yep. stuff? Um, one more quick. We gotta pay pay this bill real quick. Yes. Yes. Big shout outs to our um, sponsor, Studio Headphones. As you can <clears throat> see, Victor wearing the white Regents, the premium ear on ear model. How they sound, Vic? Like butter in my ears. Jesus Christ, you go into way too much detail, but I <laughs> guess that explains it. Um. Highly fashionable with their Scandinavian with their uh, Scandinavian design with the high polished metal and stuff. Great, uh, <laughs> you're cracking me up at the stick. Um, high quality sound with 24 hours plus active battery life and 20 days pl- with 20 days standby life. And also, if you go to studio.com and enter the promo code Codex, you will get 15% off. And also, what I failed to mention last week. All shipments to the U.S. are free. Sh- free shipping to the U.S. Word. Can't go wrong. Yeah. So get on them. Yes. Studio sir. headphones. Yes. Get them. All right. It's beautiful. Now, 
Yeah. The reason why John's here. <laughs> well, among other things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is high on my list of things to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Destiny has arrived. At long last. At long last. After um, three years. Mm-hmm. Two and a half. Three. No, yeah, about a little over three years. Yeah, after a little over three years, um, you know, John, you've always been a DC, the lone DC uh, EU apologist slash fan, or at least I call you then apologist. Um, you seem to uh, downplay the quality of Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Um, my question is, why do you hate Marvel so much? Why? What, what, what do they do to you? It is a hollow experience. Okay. That sums it up best. If I was, you know, like, I was talking with Carl earlier, you know, like, some of it I think is definitely being spoiled with uh, this, but the problem is, you know, it's quality, o- and quality and quantity. You know, that's mm-hmm. the issue at hand for me. Because, you know, seeing, like, some of these movies, I think when I'd be, like, 15 years old several years ago, I'd just be, like, doing cartwheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, you know, it's just... For, for this, it feels like an ongoing soap opera for me. There is no end in sight, and every single movie is basically a commercial for the next movie. Essentially. They're, they are, you know, moving a little way, you know, with that, with um, uh, Black Panther, so it was nice to see that that was self-contained. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and I don't mind, like, other characters, you know, popping in and out, but uh, every si- single experience just says come see our next movie to find out what happens next. That's, that's essentially it for me. And they have this whole, like, oh, you know, look at this emotional experience. He's sad. I don't get anything out of it. It just seems forced, as do many of the action things, which I will, I will go through film by film, and I will be super brief if you want. You know, I will gladly do that with Bring you guys. We, okay. we, can, we, can, we can start with Marvel. I will tear them apart. You okay. can you can try it, you know, to keep up, and uh, then we can have some fun with uh, some of the let's just say lesser DC films, and then work our way into the DCU. Okay, bring the heat. Yeah, let's bring, bring it. it. All right, so, see what you got. All right, man, we got we got Iron Man, our first our first film into the Marvel, you know, MCU. Two thousand eight. Um, yep. and you know, I'll give props to Robert Downey Jr. He you know he, his performance carried the movie, but essentially, you know, in my the briefest I can say. I mean, basically, we're given a villain who, you know... And the, all right, first off, almost every single Marvel villain has been a letdown for me. And I feel like one of the villains, you know, the in carrying a uh, film uh, is that element where you really want to root for the uh, protagonist uh, to overcome. And it also keeps your interest. You know, they have to have some sort of decent reason. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, we're rewarded with, like, a brief, boring what I think is a plane sequence where he's flying against some jets. And then we get a uh, forced transition with a villain, you know, with a rich guy with a pot belly. And, you know, even the iron, you know, what is it? Ironmonger, I think. Even his suit, you know, has that little extra tummy. Uh, And, you know, when it comes down to it, we're left with a uh, anticlimactic conclusion. Uh, We're facing some sort of electrical threat. You have to push that button. It might kill me. Ah, no, it won't. So that's pretty much the movie for me. And then we are introduced to what I feel is the horrendous, you know, one of the worst things I think in movies. And you have to agree with me, Victor, uh, that it hurts, uh, you know, any film with end credits. I I think is the biggest waste of things. Uh, I I look back, you know, to Ferris Bueller. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, those end, end credits made sense. It didn't allude to another sequel. It didn't, it had served no purpose. He just said, why are you here? Go home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then uh, another movie that I liked a l- fair amount, um, and I, I'll, I'll stop so you guys can join in, but uh, was uh, Liam Neeson in The Grey. And some people don't know that there's end credits to that. And you're given this amazing sequence, you know, where it's just him running at the uh, wolf and it goes black. And that's the end of the film. And that's awesome. But if you stay for the film in the end of the credits, you see him just, I guess I'm assuming dying, and he's laying against a wolf. And, uh, you know, what does that do for the film? And why do I care? So Iron Man in your park. Okay. Um, I will. I, I will. I will. I will say that the the main villain of Iron Man. I thought with Obadiah Stane. I thought that he was fairly interesting. I thought more could have been done. I agree, but I thought that at the same time, um, they got you got the you got, you got just enough from him. Like it served the film's purpose. Like it served the it served the flow of the narrative. Like yeah, rather well enough. Bigger plan as you yeah. end up seeing with. The end credits with Samuel Jackson coming in as Nick. Twenty Fury. something more movies. That's a big plan. The Marvel universe is a huge universe. Well, you, you have it to. Is. I mean, you have to admit, like, even though as as and, and and I've and I've made this same criticism as, as predictable as the Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe films can be, you have Correct. to admit that, like, in the grand scheme of things, like. You have to give Kevin Feige and the producers yeah. Oh, yeah. credit for making a cohesive universe yeah. across that many films in the span of a decade. Yes. Whereas, mm-hmm. D- whereas the DCEU couldn't even do that with, with one, with Man <laughs> of Steel. Man of Steel alone was an incoherent mess. Oh, we'll get we'll get to that. Don't worry. Just focus on your Marvel. Yeah. One thing I do want to hear, like, you always come to De- Man of Steel's defense. Yeah. And you always make reference, to, like, Victor always makes fun <laughs> of Man of Steel, but you're like, but you did buy it. <laughs> oh, I always he, he get did. a good laugh. Oh yes. Well, it, okay. Here, here's okay. Here's the thing. I bought Man of Steel when it was it was ten bucks at uh, used at Newberry Comics. I bought this uh, a year. Steel book. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it was not a steel book. It was a it was a it was a digit book. Uh, yeah. It was like a book to me. It, it was not a steel book. Okay. <laughs> um, I Wait, bought. Did you give it to him? Yeah, I did. Um, because I I wasn't using it, but um, I I bought it. A year before Batman versus Superman came out, and that's when BVS had promise. Now, Man of Steel was a flawed film, yes, but when I looked at the trailers at the time, I thought that okay, there's some there's some elements here that that might work, even though like you know the, we saw the end result of BVS. It was a, it was a trash fire. Uh, the 33, um, I called it the 33 percent orphan fight. Yeah, uh huh. I mean, like Martha. I mean, come on. Thank but, you. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> like 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 that movie that movie solidified what Zack Snyder was ultimate vision was of Superman and it made and it made me realize that Zack Snyder either had contempt or an active misunderstanding of the Superman character and so BVS was so horrible that it made Man of Steel that much worse like the flaws were magnified to the point where it's like oh, I, I can't I can't <clears throat> sit and watch this anymore because I know what happens afterwards and I know. I I was, I was like, no, John, you can have it. Take it. Take it off my hands. Now, didn't uh, Christopher Nolan... Now, you always said that the gold standard to superhero movies was the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Yeah, the Dark Knight trilogy, yeah. Right. Didn't Christopher Nolan direct uh, 
Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. He produced it. He was yes. <laughs> um, I think no, 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 no. he actually envisioned, he tried to pull his weight uh, to have uh, his brother Jonathan Nolan mm-hmm. uh, to direct the film, but I guess lack of experience with a big budget film, they felt Snyder was the better choice. No, oh, I see. And Snyder directed Man of Steel. Yeah. 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 yeah, he did. And, like... I mean, I'll, I'll come to this defense. I mean, it's up to you. If you want to just j- bounce back and forth. Oh, yeah, we can, we can go ahead. We can bounce all right. All right, I will glad. All right, Man of Steel, first off, he liked it enough to buy it. I mean, that's a fact. <laughs> he bought it. And then rather than even chuck it or, you know, eat it or whatever, he decided to kindly mail it to me, which I was very happy to receive. Um, and I always thought, you know, it was all right. But I watched it again after he did send it to me. And I have to say, I mean, I appreciate a lot more what he did, which kills me because... I'm not. I'm not a Zack Snyder fan at all. I cannot stand his stuff. Three mm. uh, hundred, uh, awful, terrible, yeah, unwatchable. You, it is so bad. Was trash. Yeah, garbage. I enjoyed that hell. Mm. I think honestly, I saw three hundred three times in the theater. Yeah. Wait, why? If you're the Persian army, why would you only bring one rhino? <laughs> That's what I want to know. You think they'd have more That's than great one? Great action. I know. Like it fit. Uh, okay, it was great. For its time, probably it probably didn't age well because I can't even remember the last time I watched it. Yeah, like <clears throat> you watch it now. It's I actually like, do it. No, I actually do own it on Blu-ray. I believe I never bought the second one, but I think I do own it on Blu-ray. Uh, I'll try watching it again to see if it's one of those like movies that age. Yeah, superficial action and ugh, it's it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And well, anyway, go, you know, going back to Man of Steel, you know, and this is one of the things that I think is like interesting about it. And uh, look, look back to, uh, what was it, uh, Vic, uh, 2006, um, Brandon Ruth in uh, re- re- what, Return so, of Superman? Oh, Superman Returns. Superman Returns, thanks. Yeah. And, um, the, but here's the thing, though. I mean, if you notice about that film, it models so much Donner's original Superman. I mean, yeah. Ruth basically is like the exact same Clark Kent. Yeah. And what I like about this, uh, and about I had to come. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and what I like about this is that um, rather than you know go for Christopher Reeve, he does do a different approach, and you get a total inversion of what the character is, yeah. especially with the uh, the parents. And um, and I feel it's like uh, horribly underrated because uh, first off, this has everything that like I feel like a comic book movie should have. It has like you know giant robots battling each other. They have people destroying stuff. Uh, Super powered people and um destruction and you have this element of like whether or not he's a you know a savior or just you know just a regular guy mm-hmm. like uh, you and me and you know he doesn't have all the answers and um and i i'll try I, I can talk a lot about this i'll try to keep it short but um you know there's no real solution with zod so he has to kill him right. he has to and they, i mean they have some cool quotes in that movie you know like uh death a good death is his own rewards and uh if you love these people uh then you can mourn for them that's awesome there's only one thing I um, from the brand but, but by killing zod you know he's showing his humanity and he's mm-hmm. also showing his guilt and that he doesn't have those answers and um and that's kind of where batman versus superman falls apart i, I mean i'll kind of stop there but the uh you know it was an outstanding score um, probably, you know, that's one of the ones that I really, really enjoyed. And, uh, and again, Victor owned it. Listen, like, like I said, Wait, the Brandon Ruth one. No, no, no. Well, yeah. I don't oh, know if he I owns that one. I, he definitely I, I owns Man of Steel. There's only one thing I remember from that movie that the one thing that stood up was the CGI sequence, the cheesy CGI at that, mm-hmm. where somebody tries to shoot Superman and the bullet bends in his eye. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and, and uh, yeah, I remember. And then that. that's it. And then oh, and Kevin Spacey was Lex Luthor. Yeah. And Cal Penn did not speak in that entire movie. That's true. I remember that. And he gets to fight a giant island. <laughs> <laughs> that was so yeah. awful. It was like of all the things you could have him do. Yeah. He lives an island. Whoop de do. Mm. But I mean, like I, I will say, like to to all those to to the to, to all those points about uh, the treatment of Superman and Clark Kent and Man of Steel, like those were interesting. Uh, directions that that Snyder was taking mm. the character, yeah. but at the same time, it does show that Snyder either either misunderstood misunderstands Superman or has an active contempt for the character because like because like there's no reason why Pa Kent should should tell Superman that oh maybe you shouldn't have saved those kids from drowning in that bus you know just to keep your identity oh maybe you should have let them die and then and then that one scene where where Pa Kent actually tells him not to save him in that from that in that from that tornado like what like he is he no one no wonder no wonder superman or henry cavill superman grows up to be this morose christ figure who's like oh i have the world is on my shoulders all oh, these lowly humans they're not as powerful as me and i gotta i gotta stoop myself low to save these lowly humans and they're not worth my time it's like you get that vibe from him like he doesn't enjoy being superman that like he doesn't enjoy existing he's just Morose and depressing. He's he's a, no. That's not what Superman should be. Superman's a big blue boy scout. He's he's the inspiration. And that and that, and that's where Batman versus Superman kind of falls apart. But I mean, you have to think of in terms of the greater good. Uh, I mean, he's fairly young when his you know father dies in terms of saving the kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you know, he was afraid of what could be what could happen to him. And then also, if he reveals his identity, you know, what happens to Pa Ken and Ma Ken or Martha? Um, so I think it was mostly to protect them and also to protect him. I mean, I guess he didn't think he could handle all that at that time. But, yeah, Batman versus Superman, I mean, I admit, uh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, bad yeah. parts. The dreams and the poor editing were pretty awful. The Martha <laughs> quote. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Mark actually sent me a, um, a birthday card, mm -hmm. and he just, like, pasted a picture of uh, ben, ben Affleck screaming Martha. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Martha. And then, um, uh, yeah, I mean, there are so many things that didn't belong. Like, Mar um, the uh, Doomsday was forced. Um, Heavily. Yeah. And, and it, it didn't even look like <clears throat> Doomsday. Now, did you guys see the, um, uh, the, old, animated, the old animated series uh, where Joker and Luther team up? Um, I, don't, I don't remember the, ex the, the movie. Come on. Was you it, know was, everything. Was it Justice League? <laughs> What was it? The Justice League show? Uh no, no, it was just Batman, Batman and uh, Superman a animated uh, movie or something. It was like one of those like those seventy minute films, eighty minute film or something the like Bruce that. Bruce Tim joints. Really, yeah. Oh man, um, I think I've seen that. I haven't seen it. And it, it was perfect. I mean, initially, you know, they start out as rivals, and then they immediately kind of you know kiss and make up, and then uh, you have Joker and Luther working perfectly together. Yeah. Um, and then Joker, you know, of course, steals the show and tries to destroy Metropolis. But mm. it was really, really well done. Ah. But and that's I think that's a model that they could have, you know, followed. Like I didn't need Doomsday. And, um, you know, I would have I would have been way happier if they just recreated that animated series with uh, Joker and Luther. Mm. Uh, maybe throw in Metallo or Brainiac. Brainiac would have been more yeah. logical choice than Doomsday. I thought I mean. I, but then I guess without Doomsday, you don't get Wonder Woman. I don't know. I think what, still could have put Wonder Woman somehow, yeah. somewhere. I mean, they done threw everybody else in an email attachment. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. With their icons, no less, that he probably Googled. Yeah. 
Like he hired a graphic designer to make those logos. Exactly. <laughs> like, did you did you at least like the warehouse fight with the, Batman? That's the oh, that was probably the best part in that entire movie. Yeah, yeah that was. It re- reminded me a lot of the Arkham games. That's mm-hmm. exactly where it got, where it came from. Yeah. Oh, you know they did a um a YouTube uh parody of that where they actually have all the like combo hits and like you know actions and motions whenever he's blocking. Oh wow! In uh, yeah, it was pretty well done. I mean, I mean, it, it gets a little long. You get it after about a minute, but somebody did the whole like four minute fight. Yeah, and that's the thing. That Combo was, breaker. Yeah, that was yeah. another thing too. It's like with BV with BVS. Like we literally waited three hours. That movie was too long. Yeah, it was. We literally waited like three hours for an eight minute fight, and then a deformed Ninja Turtle comes up, and they have to join forces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then, then. I'm Michael Bay Ninja Turtle at that, <laughs> so you can't get any worse than that. Oh, Zack Snyder proved us wrong. Oh, no, no. See, they bounced back with Suicide Squad. Let's get into that. Let's oh, get so into the, sure. hot, let's get into the hot Topic Avengers. Yes. Oh, Suicide Squad was garbage. Awful. Oof. Awful. Like, it, it wasn't as bad as Batman vs. Superman, but that's like saying getting slapped in the face with an iron glove is better than getting punched in the gut with a... Brass, with brass knuckles, you know. Honestly, I mm. rather had Stan. I rather yeah. would have had Thanos like snap my snap his fingers right when I was watching that movie. Yeah, it's like the pain's almost the same. It's like you got to choose which one you want to live with. I mean, I, what is the really the most memorable thing about Suicide Suicide Squad? Harley Quinn's costume. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and Enchantress. The pop locking sword. Oh my god! Awful pop locking at that. I mean, I'm retired, and I could probably. Still... I mean, it, it looks so weird. I didn't know if it was like a, a C part CG effect because, like, the way she was like pop locking and whatnot, it was like like a floating head effect. Yeah. It, 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 I, I mean, I've there, seen like... dancers do that, but it was just like it was. It, it, and it looked like the, the the CGI just got so cheesy towards the end. You can it's like you can visually see the studio running out of money. Yeah, and, and and not to mention the the trailer house that cut the trailer cut the film. They edited. The what? what are you doing, Warner Brothers? You know he was quoting that trailer left and right. Like he would call me and just repeat all the Joker quotes. He was so excited for this film. Oh, listen, really? but, um, Cholo, jo- but wait, Cholo wait, wait, Joker. Wait, wait, wait. Go do, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Is that, do you hear some interference? Do you hear anything? No. Oh, you know, that's the sound of this movie winning an Oscar. Okay, now. Oh, let's get into that. Hold on. Let's get, let's get into that. Victor's, Victor's Academy, I, I nope. Victor's, you know, church essentially Let, gave uh, this I'm, movie listen, an Oscar. Listen. This movie has an Oscar. For best makeup and hairstyling. It's still an Oscar. 2016 was a weak year for makeup and hairstyling, apparently, because it was Suicide Squad and there was like one other film. I'm actually that, trying to like yeah, look yeah. up yeah, look, uh, at the, look up the nominees. Yeah, what was the other nominee? Because it was a very weak year because there was only two nominees for that category, John. And Suicide Squad won it. By default, practically. Amazingly. By, by default. So good. Listen, uh, all right, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll put it to you. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for it right now. Y'all can go ahead and keep going. I'll put it to you this way. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. D- the DCEU has won Oscars such as, it, such as, as it is to their credit, but ha- has, has any DCEU film been nominated for any of the major categories? I'm talking about like writing, directing, uh, s- cinematography. No. Marvel, despite not being the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel has one, one credit, one 
legit major Oscar category to their to their credit, and that's for Logan. Logan. That was Fox. Ex- Still a Marvel property. Fox. Still Marvel <laughs> property. You have to give it to me. It's, 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 it's Fox, whatever, but still. But, well, Disney owns Fox now, but still. Not yet. Not nope. yet. But Not yet. It's, Comcast it's, doing a... Yeah. But, yeah. Logan was nominated for an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay. The first ever comic book film in history to get that nomination. But, has, has you know... Any, has any DC film it, got it? No. And not to mention... Okay, I got it right there. They won for Best Makeup and Hairstyling. Mm-hmm. The other two movies were A Man Called Ove. Did I say that right? Yeah. All right. And Star Trek Beyond. There you go. There you go. It was who a weak year. Who, first of all. Wait. You, you're, come on. You're a sports fan, right? I am. Who, who remembers the losers? You remember the winner. They won. A lot of people remember the losers. <laughs> Suicide Squad wins. No, it's just one Oscar, and it's for makeup and hairstyling. I'm talking about major categories. Major. Winning's winning. Talk, talk to me. Talk to me if and when DCEU wins for best picture, directing, actor, actress, supporting actor, supporting actress, cinematography, best adapted screenplay. Yeah. Well, screenplay. we we did we did get a um, score. You know, if, I mean, if you want to focus on purely on DC, I mean, Dark Knight, right? Oh, all right. Yeah. I mean, well, you got supporting okay, actor. See, well, that's true. Well, I'm talking about. Well, that's di- that's different. I'm talking about DCEU. Help kill him. Well, I'm talking about DCEU. Let's not talk about. I mean, that's 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 Nolan. But let's talk about the DCEU. Man of Steel onwards, 2013 forward. But but yeah, I still feel this movie has like now for whatever flaws it has. And I admit, you know, Enchantress is a lame freaking villain. I do I do really recommend though if you haven't seen it, the um, uh, animated Assault on Arkham. I've heard Uh, that was really good. It is. I mean, that's the movie they should have made. And I think like part of the problem why they included Enchantress is because they. It felt like they'd just be recreating a live-action version with the Joker, but um, I still think the Joker should have been the main antagonist. I mean, that would have yeah. been more simpler, contained. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I guess like uh, you know, having read comics for so many years, um, for some reason, and um, uh, and it's just like I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name uh, from Rococo's. Oh yeah, I mean, he said that he's felt the same way. Oh, wait, Jim uh, I mean, he was, yeah, yeah, he Jim was, Savardian. yeah, okay, thank you. He was pro Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. uh, at least as I recall it. Yeah, uh, not to put words in any, you know, his mouth or anything, but um, and for me, I feel like it really carried like a comic book vibe, and that's why I enjoyed it so much. Okay, the Joker would have been a better antagonist, correct? But that Joker, Cholo Joker, he didn't even get the. La- <clears throat> he didn't. Hold on. Heath Ledger barely laughed. No, he did, mm-hmm. but that was more. Joker, mm. yeah, yeah. Instead of, <laughs> oh yeah, it, that was the Joker's laugh. Yeah. That's not the Joker I know. Yeah, Jared Leto, man, he made some he made some awful choices in that role, man, and he won an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, irony. Yeah, irony. What was the movie with um him and Christian Bale? Uh, and Christian Bale kills him. Um, like Jared Leto and Christian Bale. Yeah. Oh, American Psycho. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah, but but yeah, but yeah, Suicide Squad. Like it, it, it had it had the right elements in place, but you gotta admit that the the plot it was an idiot plot. Like the the whole the only reason why the events happened in that film was because of uh, Amanda Waller's doing. Basically. Viola Davis, yeah. Oscar winner. Yes. Yeah. Well, listen. For what? what? It, what it, for what? The help? No. Uh, no, no, no doubt. No uh, f- fences. Fences. I thought she won doubt. 
No, she was nominated for Doubt. Oh, but she, that's baloney. Yeah, but she, she should, won for yeah. Fences. She was great in that movie. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, she's from Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah Central, Central Falls. Falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my uncle actually uh, taught her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You did really? mention that. Yeah. yeah. That is interesting as hell. Yeah. But yeah, Suicide Squad, like, I mean, the, had an idiot plot. And um, I'm, I'm sorry, but that film, with, the, with better writing and better editing, it should have been an R. It should have been like a hard yeah, R. Definitely, definitely. I agree. Yeah. But who, no, but who, but it was originally supposed to be, wasn't it? But then they did some re-editing to say, oh, let's make this lighter. And that was another major blow yeah. to them. Yeah, because they saw the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. And they were like, oh, man, mm. we got to use pop songs just as much as that movie. Which I actually kind of like the, liked the music. The soundtrack was cool okay it. for Although, the three songs, <clears throat> the three oh, good songs. <laughs> anyway, what did you like? I liked the... Uh, Heathen, yeah. Heathen's Purple Lamborghini and... Um, was it You Don't Own Me? Yeah, You Don't no, Own Me. No, hell no. Yeah, no, that was awesome. You know, I that? did not like that song. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> um, oh, it was like Ty Dolla Sign, Imagine Dragons, Logic. I listen to it a lot, too. Yeah, me too. I mean, that's... Uh, oh, wait, Confidential, uh, I Started a Joke. Was it Bohemian Rhapsody? No. No. And Bohemian oh, well, anyway, it's just a classic have, song. Have you, now, have you watched the music video, though, for Purple Lamb- Lamborghini? Yes, I have. It, oh, my gosh. It was so awkward. <laughs> it was so weird. Sucker for pain. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. That yeah was Little one. Wayne, Wiz mm-hmm. Khalifa, Imagine yeah. Dragons, and a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. Now, now, I will say, like, after Suicide Squad, you do have one. Oh, no, no, no. I feel like we're doing too much DC bashing. I, I have no. to return and no. knock, some, uh, knock some Marvel down. <laughs> okay. I, I don't even want you to. You know, this joke over here start trashing uh, Wonder Woman's action sequences and CGI. No, Let's well, forget well, it. I was going to say that you do have Wonder Woman. That's your one. Oh, I'll, I'll That's run, your one, run with it. Which but, I'll agree with because I love Wonder Woman. But, uh, you know, a certain extent, for, but go ahead, for, for as many of these movies you have, I mean, all right, I'm going back to The Incredible. Or, no, you know, I'll go back to Iron Man. Iron Man 2, uh, we got Whiplash. You know, yeah. it's an implausible poor choice. Uh, garbage movie and hey, where'd Cuba Gooding Jr. go? Me, Terrence Howard. Oh yeah, that was him, wasn't it? <laughs> that was him, man. <laughs> Whoops, that was it. That oh, was the man. That was Terrence Howard. Yeah. Well, anyway, we got Don Cheadle, and that was cool. Yep. Uh, yeah. But it was an anticlimactic uh, film. Oh wait, I know why I'm thinking of uh, um, Cuba Gooding Jr. because I, w- I really wanted to watch. Have you watched that? What was that called? Um, it was a really bad comedy. I really wanted to make you watch Boat it. Trip? Yeah. I think that was it. No, I'm not watching Boat Trip. I <laughs> That's why I had that on my mind. I refuse I to felt, watch Boat Trip. I felt trip. like that should be a challenge <laughs> or something. Boat <laughs> um, I never watched it. But yeah, I, I mean, like, I love Don Cheadle. So, I mean, I was, I was glad he replaced uh, Terrence Howard. But, I mean, that was really was the okay highlight, highlight of the film. I mean, I, I really like him as an actor. And then yeah. um, oh, he's Iron Man 3, you know, is another missed opportunity. Uh, I don't think, uh, you know, the timing. Well, I mean, maybe the timing was okay. But, I mean, like, him going through the PTSD and... Um, um, I don't know. I, there were too many issues I had with the film. Like uh, they s- basically stole, I think, um, a storyline from um, Daredevil where they use MGH, like mutant growth hormone, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Guy Pierce was wasted. I mean, I really yeah. feel like instead of just having you know him fight uh, Guy Pierce, that they should have brought in like um, th- you know the real uh, uh, Mandarin and. Um, uh, and more, you know, I think it would be even sillier or just fun. I would have accepted it because, I mean, they had the alien invasion by then. Mm-hmm. So they just bring in Fing Fang Foom, who's like a giant dragon, mm-hmm. uh, which I think would have been kind of cool. But, I mean, both of those movies uh, didn't need to be made. 
Yeah, I'll agree. The Iron Man sequels are disposable. I agree with you there. Okay. Uh, Incredible Hulk? Yeah, d- disposable as well. Yeah. The first, with Ed Norton? Yeah. I enjoyed that one. I mean, it was enjoyable once, but then Ed, Ed Norton turns out that he's a prick who's hard to work with. Because <clears throat> he actually had the nerve to rewrite the script while they were shooting. Who was this? Edward Norton. Oh, he actually. Yeah, he re- he rewrote the he rewrote the script as they were shooting the Incredible Hulk, and then uh, then Marvel and Disney realized like, oh, clearly you're not a team player. We got to get you out of here. So they replaced him with Mark Ruffalo. Marvel and Universal. Oh, uh, Universal, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know what I mean. Like, he yeah, was no, ultimately mean. replaced. And Mark Ruffalo was a better Bruce Banner. I, I definitely agree with that one. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like like uh, the ego factor. Yeah, of it. Yeah, really. I always like Norton. So, I mean, I, mean, I, I, w- I was okay with him as uh, Bruce Banner. Yeah, but at that time, but, yeah, but, you know, that story has already passed. And then, you know, Mark Ruffalo, mm-hmm. well, Mark yeah. Ruffalo's version, he already had went, you know, Bruce Banner had already went through those changes where yeah. he was actually, he, you know, where he, they found him with South America. Yeah. So he became, maybe became, you know, he Got became fa- much more surgery. of a yeah. humble yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Edward was a great actor, but still. I think some of it was based off of uh, Peter David's uh, early work in, like, must have been the late 90s or early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, like, he, they actually referenced some of that Mr. Blue stuff yeah. uh, for communicate Mr. Blue and Mr. Green, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they also, what, they included, um, what was his name, General Ross? Yeah. Right, in the most recent, um, one of the most recent films. And, um, and yet, you know, uh, Betty Brant and uh, the leader kind of disappear from the universe. Uh, they they're gone. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of people still looking around. Who knows? They probably got Thanos. Yeah, they probably got. Dis- there you dashed. go. Yeah. yeah, and I thought Abomination was dumb. <laughs> I mean, he has no well, regret on that, his transformation. Yeah, at that time, Marvel no. was <clears throat> all the Marvel villains were pretty much carbon copies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, jump into Thor. Yeah, Thor. Um, so bad that Portman walked away. <laughs> I mean, she threw that performance away, right? I mean, and that's from someone who starred in the Star Wars prequels. So, I mean, that's yeah. that's gotta hurt. Mm. Uh, Loki's relationship was, really was entirely <laughs> forced. Come on, that soap opera garbage. Oh man, brother, I love you, but we're at conflicts. I want to keep. No, I can't. Forget it. I'm okay with it because brothers fight. Well, okay. Well, I'll, I'll say this: like the the first Thor is the best Thor film. Like the Dark World is completely forgettable. Yeah, who's who's the bad guy in Dark Dark World? Malekith, the elf. Wow, I cannot believe you remembered that. <laughs> that all right? Hats off to you. It's because I had to memorize it. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't even bother because it's stupid. I don't yeah. know. I've never heard of this character before. I was, I was kind of hoping for like I don't know like, um, what the Absorbing Man or Ulick. I guess they Ulick would have been kind of cool because he's just massive. But then I guess he's kind of like the Hulk, and I don't know how it fits, but. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, Portman threw away her performance in the sequel as well. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, she she folded it in. Yep, she got that Marvel check, so good for her. Hey, <laughs> and and Ragnarok. Uh, well, I was fun. I was cool with Ragnarok. Uh, like they look, made what's her face hella too powerful. Oh hella. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember your email. Like, like do, do gnomes make those weapons? Yeah, where do they come from? <laughs> they can't be an unlimited amount. At least have some type of explanation for it, like no. the shadows or something. Anything. Well, she is a she's a daughter of a god. Uh, I could understand lightning. I don't know. Spikes (laughs) taking physical form. Well, what did you think of the Guardians films, though? All right. Now, the first one, I I, I will go T-Marvel. I'll give it to you. I do like it. And um, 
thought I was going to hate it. Now, what's ironic about that, though, is like uh, those were the most garbage characters in the comics. I never once gave them second thought, not once in my life. And um, and I enjoyed and I enjoyed the film. Um, and it still kind of holds up on the on the small screen. Uh, I do have maybe a few little gripes with it. Like Thanos using the word boy was pretty stupid. Poor writing. Lazy writing, One I think. One person can pull out <laughs> two people <clears throat> in the Marvel Universe. Oh, well, yeah. not Marvel Universe. But only, I think only two people could pull off the word boy like so well. Oh, yeah. Kratos and... Uh, oh, Reggie Cathy? Yeah. The late great Reggie Cathy? <laughs> Your name is the name I gave you, boy. I was like... Damn. <laughs> yeah, like I, I would say, like the, the first Guardians, I, I enjoy a lot more than Part Two. Part Two was uh, was rather was a was a was rather a letdown. Yeah, wasn't th- as good. I, I enjoyed mm. Part Two. Mm. Wasn't as good as the first one. Like yeah. Guardians, the first Guardians, that's just ri- that was the one that really expanded the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Like it became yeah. the Marvel universe yeah. like they took it outside besides new yeah. york because mm-hmm. where was everything pretty much taking place in yeah pretty new much york. new york besides. but two two had your forced comedy you know drax just started to get annoying i did like mantis's inclusion i was very surprised and you know one of the things that i liked about her though is that her powers were simple and straightforward yeah uh as opposed to like a lot of these other characters where they you know uh, we haven't gotten to Avengers yet, but like they're constantly making them so powerful in the comics, which drives me crazy. Just like they do uh, with DC, when well, like no, pretty much everybody's <clears throat> a, like Superman's a god. That's what makes him so boring. Like, I'm cool with that though, but I mean, he can't save everybody, and that's his dilemma. Yeah. You know. Um, whereas, like, uh, all right, Invisible Woman. I was happy with her just being invisible, but now she has like tech shields and she, telekinesis or something. Uh, Human Torch, like. I'm just cool with him just turning the fire. That's all I need. I don't need him to like have a you know n- supernova level power. Yeah, and I don't need the but thing I mean, to summon rocks. I mean, but eventually, like characters do have to evolve. They have yeah. To, I know, mean, I can give you that, cer- but gain certain skills and stuff instead of just being flatline bland and just having flight, strength, and X-ray vision. Shots well, fired. and uh, and uh, freezing breath. Oh yeah. Yeah. But going back to your Guardians, I mean, pointless cameos. Why was Stallone in that movie? Why was Michelle Yao in that movie? That We're probably bad. not going to see them again. Um, and then uh, killing, uh, what's his face, Yondu? Yeah. Uh, Michael Rooker? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, that's him. I'm, I just, I'm terrible with names. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. And that's one of those things where it's like, if he was going to die, he should have died in the next movie or in, or in the Infinity War for, like, legit. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't fit for me. It, it because I, I, I started to like him mm-hmm. and then just pulled out of the movie. It's like, it's okay, kinda, whatever. It's kind of like wrestling. Yeah. When somebody's like over that much, it's like, all right, let's just kind of pull the plug in like mm-hmm. while while he still has that buzz, while <clears throat> he's still hot, before he gets stale and boring. Yeah. Now, um, now you mentioned Avengers. Like, what do you think of the, the three films? All right. So this, this is my issue with the first one, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and... When I was like what fourteen or fifteen, something like that, I can't. I'm trying to remember. Uh, nine, was it ninety nine? Phantom Menace came out. Was it ninety nine? Yeah, ninety nine. Um, uh, I love that movie. Like I went into that theater like seven or eight times to see like Darth Maul, you know, and just covered my ears whenever Jar Jar was there. But I was like, it's good, it's good, it's good. But then you know, yeah. I see it on the small screen. I was just like, nope. Yeah. 
And uh, that's kind of how I felt about Avengers. Um, I enjoyed the movie experience, and then when I watched it on the small screen, I was just like, this is awful. And uh, again, forced uh, action sequences that I'm I'm supposed to care about. (laughs) And... um, I mean, come on. Like, all those, like, lame things. It's like, oh, I've been angry all the time, you know? That's how, that's my secret. Whoopity-doo. You know? And then he just conveniently punches that thing. And, you know, everybody's standing around. I hope he turns into the Hulk. But, okay. But, whatever. But, but was you expecting <clears throat> that to be the secret? No. No. I There's mean, some element of surprise there. I'm like, yo, he was angry the whole time, so how was he able to suppress that? Now that you still had, like, some questions and all that. Yeah, he was able to control his rage. He was he was able to control the Hulk. Uh. And, and, and besides, like like looking at looking at Avengers as a standalone film, it's an enjoyable, very enjoyable. Uh, I, if it when it comes on, if it comes on TV, I can still sit down and watch it. Yeah, it's 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 fun. I can't do it. it I, mean, I would not. I mean, I would say like, how dare you equate it to the Phantom Menace, man? That's, that's what it is. It's just, it's, you know, it's like one of those movies. It'd be like one of those things, like if, you know, my wife told me to clean the counters or something, you know, I'd go do that instead of watch this movie. I'd go wow. cut the grass, wow, paint something. You know, I, I'm, I'm terrible at like being a handyman type of person, you know, like changing lights. I would rather do that than, than watch this <laughs> that, movie. That, that's some hate in your blood. That, 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 that's hate. It is. That is pretty, well, that is and I, and you know what and it's like you know how and you know it's kind of unfair i think in the way how you equate all right so let's say all right fine you like avengers mm-hmm. that's fine but avengers 2 all right i will say this avengers 2 like at the time it came out i think it got a bum rap because you know we we expected something more because like the hype the marvel hype train was su- as, as, as such an absurd as, as such an absurd as absurd height at the time that I think that when when we came out, we expected something more than what we got. Like it was more or less a rehash of of the first film's like plot beats. Yeah. But still, um, kind of kept the train. But it still it, kept yeah. the train going. Yeah, it, it it still kept the narrative train going. There were still some interesting elements, like the introduction of Vision, um, who who conveniently forgot how powerful he is. Remember when he was first like introduced? Like, oh man, stay away from this guy. And then in the next Avengers: Infinity War, all he does is to get beaten up on. Well. It's because they he, had to like they had to like yeah they they had to nerf him I mean besides he's he's still exploring his humanity because uh, he's 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 still trying to explore that side of him because he's an android he's a he's he's a walking existential crisis like I'm an android but I have a soul I I'm I'm human like what what am I a, a, am I God a, a, am I robot what am I like it's it's it's, it's an interesting d- dynamic and plus besides his love story he's, with with uh, you know what, he, he, he's boring. Because that movie, I almost fell asleep in. <laughs> I really did. I mean, and besides, it take much beautiful. Well, and, <laughs> and he's wrestling with guilt because he accidentally shot, you know, Rhodey from the sky in Civil War, and then he paralyzed him. So that was after, though. Well, uh, yeah, uh, Civil War. Okay, but and then Scarlet Witch sucked. I hated her. I uh, had no emotion for Quicksilver dying, and plus, Future Past, uh, Days of Future Past, did it better oh, with yeah, Quicksilver. I, I agree with you there. Yeah, um, it's more of a comedic though. And then you get another commercial aspect with Thor. What, isn't this the movie where he goes to the um, the magical pool or whatever? Yeah, and he, he gets yeah, <laughs> that was necessary for the film. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Um, but oh, and one more thing too is that I felt Ultron's voice was all wrong. Really? Yeah. You like James Spader? No, I think they could have done better. It wasn't Robert California. Like I know he's going for classy, but mm-hmm. didn't do it for me. Oh, like what? What did you expect Ultron to sound like? 
Uh, yeah, putting me on the spot. Um, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name from? Um, uh, he did Mufasa's voice. Oh, James Earl Jones? No. Oh wait, not Mufasa. Uh, Scar. Oh, um, Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Irons. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Something like more like Jeremy Irons. It's like because when he talks, I mean, it's like a bit more menacing. This was just like, I feel like someone telling me to do my homework. You know. <laughs> I mean, Jeremy Irons. He's, I mean, he's a great actor. I mean, yeah. probably the probably one of the only good things about Batman versus Superman, if you ask me. He but, tried. Yeah. Even then, I just even then, but it's like mm. once he started talking, I'm like. Scar talking to me. Well, I mean, he does, he's he's done way more movies than that. And besides, well, I know that, but it's just like that's that's yeah. More, I'm, pro- I'm sure I've probably seen him in other movies yeah. that I just can't think of. But oh, it's Die like Hard. that's the one that stands out the most. Die Hard with a Vengeance. He was the main villain. Yeah, he was pretty good in Correct. that. Yeah. And oh, and Sam Jackson was in that. Yeah. 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 And 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 quick aside, you know, you know, The Lion King still the best Disney film ever made. Facts. Wouldn't you agree? As far as animated films, like, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. Okay, well, what would you no, say? No, no, yeah, yeah, all right, animated. Um, what would, you, what would you say is what would you say is better, The Lion King or Aladdin? Oh, um, I see, I see. What I you think did I'd have there. to go with Lion King. Lion I really King. would. Yeah. Wise, okay. wise choice. I, I, I see yeah. what you did there. Yeah, numbers don't lie. Nine out of ten people say Lion King over Aladdin. Facts. Check your lawyer. Anyway, Not let's move on. Oh, wait, go, go, go on ahead because I got some. Uh, you said numbers don't lie, so I got some, I got some facts. For oh, you, right you can drop whatever box office record <laughs> oh, you want. Dude, I mean, like, it's pointless. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not even you're, gonna you're talk looking at box this. Office records, it doesn't. We it's know completely we know, unnecessary. Like, this guy over here sees movies that make like a hundred grand, you know, for their like lifetime performance <laughs> or something. And then he's like, yeah. "This is the greatest movie ever," um, and no one gets to see it. As alternatively, look at how many, how much money these Transformers movies have made. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like that is the definition of what he describes as a mouth breather. So I don't think yeah. money dictates. Oh, I'm not even uh, talking money. I'm just talking about the, 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 from the critic standpoint. I okay. You on know. average, on average, Marvel movies have gotten an 84 percent on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes and 68 and 68 on Metacritic, whereas DC, their average is 48 Damn. and 52 on Metacritic. That's an F, son. That is. I think they're a little harsh, but and I also don't trust. I don't necessarily trust uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, algorithm I anymore. Do, but honestly, yeah, they have I, not. I think dis- when it comes to DC, they have kinda, not disappointed. Um, they have basically like told the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. When I first saw BVS, it, they gave it thirty three percent. Hence, why I gave it the name the thirty three percent orphan fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also, I was surprised. I mean, they gave uh, Man of Steel fifty five. I mean, it wasn't a fifty five movie for me, but yeah. I, like, Suicide, not, Suicide Squad so, was lower. I mean, some some of these other Marvel films though that got like decent reviews. I'm, you like, know, like which ones? Uh, I, I mean, I don't have the list in front of me. I don't memorize these numbers like you because <laughs> I'd rather do something better with my time. Numbers, yeah. so I don't even feel bad. Um, I don't know. I just don't always buy into it. Yeah. I'd rather be my own judge, I guess. I mean, don't I get me agree. wrong. I mean, I, I, there are a few. I really miss having, uh, you know, Ebert around. Like, he yeah. was my go-to critic. Yeah, me too. Yeah. They Man, both died. Yeah, Siskel died in 99. He did, died before him. Yeah. And yeah, and Ebert then died. Ebert died. Yeah, in like, 2013. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I will say, like, with DC, you do have Wonder Woman. And you I'm do. with you there. Okay. Yeah. But... No. The twist, it, it, the twist at the end, 
Well, we did, like this is where we it defer. Just did not. It just did not appeal to me. Like the fight in the end just did not appeal to me. It just seriously looked like just like Suicide Squad, where the studio, like the CGI, got so cheesy, and the next thing you know, like it was their version of a Guardians Marvel light show, mm-hmm. and it just, it just, I, don't know, I just wasn't, I wasn't sold on it, and I'm just like. Okay, the twist is that she's fighting Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we kind of defer on this because we definitely I, do. I say that, yeah, even though I will say Wonder Woman, the, the, end, the end fight scene does get too light showy a little bit, but the, the emotional core is still there because of Stephen Trevor's sacrifice, and it still meant something. So it, it's still, by that so point, it still I was just like... It still worked. And and I th- and I think you g- I think you gave Wonder Woman too low a grade. I think you gave like a B minus or something like that. I think that was fair. That was not fair. That was like the fair. definitive comic book for me in like ten or twenty years. Yeah, that was one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen. Oh, I love yeah. that movie. Oh yeah, it's the only good one that y'all can produce. Well, hey, hey, Aquaman's coming out. It, it looks good. Uh, what did I say about Aquaman last week? Underwater Wakanda. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. They literally. I saw. I came across a meme. I. I want to say I sent it to you, mm-hmm. but they literally took the Black Panther trailer or bits and pieces from Black Panther, and compa- and showed it at the same exact time, frame for frame, of the Aquaman trailer that just came out last week. Yeah. The same thing. Pretty much. It was yeah, the same it's, thing. It's almost eerie. It's like you. It's like you almost think that it's to the point. It looks like DC's just reaching. I mean, I mean, you, if you're gonna they copy, reaching. From, if you're gonna copy from something, copy from the best. I mean, Black Panther, in my view, is the best DC. I mean, DC MCU film next to Infinity War. This is my personal favorite. No, I yeah. don't disagree with it. Yeah, no. but um, but uh, um, besides Wonder Woman, you have Justice League, which was pretty good. I mean, like I thought it was a fun popcorn film. You know, that's all it was. It didn't have to be this, like, enlightening film. And I know you're just going to bring up the mustache, but it oh, doesn't Oh, no, 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 no. But, every, but, I, but I have said, like, every time I see Mission Impossible, mm. like a trailer, yeah. I'm just like, this will be ruined now. Oh, I still got to see that. <laughs> but you guys, but it, at the same time, it's just like, <clears throat> where was the go? Steppenwolf was lame. No, yeah, he... he I mean, Steppenwolf done was better. season seven walking no yeah season no season eight walking dead lane Negan Lane. Yeah, I agree. Like Steppenwolf was like Karen's potato salad. There was no villains. with raisins. Yeah, with raisins. Like what was like what was his purpose? And not to mention Alfred at the end of um BVS, Alfred said, Oh, wait, who was Alfred talking to? Was that ever revealed? Wait. Was he talking to somebody? He was talking to somebody that they did not show on screen. Uh, and that was never mentioned again. Uh, cyborg? Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't remember. Oh, I, wait, I, wait, I, wait, I blocked, wait, I'm going to get to Cyborg. I blocked out a lot of that film, so. I'm going I'm to get to Cyborg. Yeah. And, I, you know, messed up my train of thought. But, yeah, Steppenwolf was awful. Steppenwolf was, the, I swear, him and Ares were the same person. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think mean, some some of the issue too though was oh, the, and they the, added orange. The two directors. Did you just destroy the camera? No, it's still oh, up. No, it's still good. Okay, I just all right. Yeah. I got very excited. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, some of it they followed the uh, uh, Marvel playbook, which I think was incorrect. And I didn't need another origin movie. Um, so I think like a series of montage things or something or flashbacks. You could just have the team already formed. Um, oh, but yeah, uh, Steppenwolf, not the best. Um, I also, you know, if you want to start talking about Cyborg, I mean, I'd be glad to. I mean, I actually was okay with him. Uh, but I would have preferred um, John Stewart uh, as my uh, Green Lantern. Yes, and um, he was, you know, he was sorely missing. And I, and that's one of the things that I loved about the uh, animated series. You know, they balanced humor and action very well. And and again, I mean, I I think like uh, the director issue, the two directors kind of definitely messed up. I, okay, and bit. you know, I'll, I'll give you guys that. Too, it was, a, you know, it was a very sad story with, you know, the Zack Snyder family tragedy and all oh, that, yeah. so then they brought in Joss Whedon and all that, but it's like, I just... So, Joss, he had to work what yeah. they gave him. Yeah. Which really wasn't much. Mm. I mean, the whole Aquaman's just... Aquaman's a dude. Yeah, I'm not, I'm a, that was pretty much it. I'm still not sold on Dude Bro Aquaman, though. Eh, he's okay. Yeah. I mean, and Cyborg was boring. Yeah, he was. And he looked horrible. It's literally, you just, you're pointing, it's just, you took a whole bunch of aluminum foil, put a laser point on him, and then just, like, attack, put some blue neon glow sticks on him. Yeah, and that's pretty accurate. Yeah. That was it. He cyborg literally had the same purpose as Iron Fist and the Defenders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he did work yeah. a key, right? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much like Maybe that. Yeah, but that was oh, speaking he was of uh, to be awkward the CGI though, yeah. uh, Thanos. Thanos, right. that was excellent you know, CG. Excellent. Many, no, you put him in that. You wait until that Blu-ray comes out. You see him on the water. I mean, like. I kept thinking there were so many different times I was watching that movie. I just kept picturing Homer Simpson. <laughs> oh, it was because of the meme oh, I posted. It wasn't just the meme. I thought I sent you that meme. Unless that was uh, maybe I don't know. But anyway, but yeah, throughout that thing, I saw. I, I, I don't. That was okay. I don't know. I don't and know, then not to mention, let's get to the vi- let's get to the DCEU villains. Sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Real, real quick. Nobody gave a fuck about them. Nobody cared. They had no per. They, they, mainly their sole purpose was just to be a villain. You didn't. We couldn't understand that. We didn't feel for. Now, granted, Marvel just started doing this mm-hmm. a couple of movies ago. Yeah. You know, like you actually, whereas like in Infinity Wars and in Black Panther, even slightly in um, Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp, like you actually kind of cheered for them. You understood their motives while DC's was just, I'm going to destroy the world. You know what I mean? And then um, the Jesse Eisenberg project. Wait, General Zod, though, wanted to recreate Krypton. Yeah. I mean, so he he had a purpose. He did. And Ares wanted to just eliminate humanity. So I'm fine with that. God above a human. Well, so. I will. I will say with with, with Ares, the, the Ares is 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 bang on. Like he, he served his purpose and ge- as General Zod. But the other villains in the DCEU, yeah, I agree. It was just. It was just but, nothing. It was. Well, they no... just keep trying to develop them, though. I mean, going on Doctor Strange, like mm-hmm. uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor is uh, Baron Mordo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
all right, we get it. You know, they're going to be friends briefly and then they separate. And now we have to wait, what, another three or four movies until they battle. Inevitably, we know it's going to happen. And um, uh, I feel like at least to some degree, I don't know where DC is going with some of their movies. So if they're going to kill somebody, I mean, so be it. (laughs) Whereas like in, um, uh, you know, Infinity War, spoilers, um, so many characters, I already know they have their sequels developed and I know there's another Avengers movie. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like, what's the point? Uh, And I swear, if Captain Marvel, you know, is the one who saves the day, I... (sighs) I I really and my I my wife is like back there like just zoning out but I mean I know she'll hear this and like tattoo this on my arm that uh uh I mean if she is the one I will not see another Marvel film ever again if I don't care what sequel it is I mean if I think that would be the lamest like you know oh here's this character that's always existed we could have brought her back to fight Loki but nah we had our Avengers Ultra nah so um. I'm going to be very, very upset about that. Um, yeah, that will be two Deus Ex Yeah, It would be a letdown because my thing is I'm waiting to see Adam Warlock. Well, you're not. You're not. You're not going to see him until, uh, I would assume, Gal- Guardians 3, right? I but in the, so. if, if they go with the comics, because Adam that, Warlock does play a huge factor in the Infinity yeah. Wars. Mm. Now, I will say... Um, I'd love to continue this debate. There's so much ground oh, we could cover. Um, are we killing time? Uh, yeah, it's getting but, little... but yeah, we're, you're, we're, we oh, are approaching okay. the two-hour mark. Ooh, so. Oh, yeah. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. So, yeah, if you wanted to you know, wrap wrap up last last what? points you guys wanted to make before we uh, wrap the show with the question of the week. I kind of did just, like, cover all of my... Um, yeah, um, oh. I guess, like, sh- straight up, though, apologies to Jim if I did get your uh, interpretation or uh, thoughts on uh, suicides. He did like the film, though, right? He or did. I, yeah, okay. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going crazy. But yeah. um, I guess, like, in, in, you know, look, my final thoughts in a nutshell, I feel like to some degree DC uh, has a certain aesthetic or tone to it that I really do appreciate. And while for, yeah, I mean, they are in maybe the lost column, but... I still have fun with the movies. I, I cannot describe it. Whereas, like most of the Marvel films, with exception to maybe what Ant Man, um, Black Panther, I uh, was really cool. Um, I love Killmonger. You know, it was a sympathetic. Oh wait, wait, sorry. I'm gonna go. Not like Black I Man, liked. I no, that, I said it was all right. That's my way of saying it. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, they, they with characters like that, I can probably get more on the Marvel train. But um, I don't know. I guess like. It's very weird to be just throwing all these movies at me, but um, regardless, uh, I guess my final... Uh, I, I don't know. I'll just be Team Iron Fist, I guess. Oh <laughs> but um, yeah, for me, uh, and I won't drag that out, but I really appreciate it. Thanks for bringing me on the, uh, oh, man, bringing on the show. I love being here, man. Oh, yeah, it thank you. Yeah. We appreciate really enjoy your show. Like, we, we appreciate you just following yeah. like after all this time. But, um, yeah, let's do get into the question of the week because we are going a little over. So um, last week's question of the week was, what underrated video game franchise would you reboot? Now, the Instagram, I guess I probably misguided a lot of people because I posted the image I chose were just a whole bunch of um, controllers from past systems. Yeah. So a lot of people said um, GameCube and Dreamcast, uh, which was one mecha human. Random Ramblings with Rob uh, also said Dreamcast. AJ the Greater Good. AJ presents the Greater Good. Went ahead and said Dreamcast as 
was ahead of his time. John Aponic, you hey, said Streets of Rage. Rage. You can't. <laughs> hey, high five on that one, man. Yeah. You can't mess with that one. And then others put GameCube and um, N64 has the best at wrestling games ever. Then GoldenEye. Oh, GoldenEye would be cool. How, that could have got. Could that could have like it. lasted. We could have got a couple of GoldenEyes. But I, I don't know. Yeah. Would you want it to be first person, or do you think it'd be better like uh, Uncharted type of style? Mm. Maybe both. Mm. Yeah. Could do both. Um, Nick Quattrini said, I like PC games in the 90s. I had an N64, but I like StarCraft. I'd love to see StarCraft 3 come to the Switch. i also like to see another Rampage game. They were pretty simple, but button mash and collect points collect points game. But after the film, I think they could give each character a story and make the monsters boss battles. Um, Brian Lopes from the UWO uh, podcast said, P- uh, Dreamcast PSO needs to come back, and then Tony Sedani says Time Splitters. Mm, that's oh a good yeah, one. that was cool. Yeah. yeah, I used to play that a lot in college. Yeah, Time yeah, Splitters. That was a fun game. Onimusha was one of mine. So, like, I would love to see Onimusha come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, so th- this week's question of the week. Now, I this actually was I was inspired by this from this past weekend. What? Move, what movie do you still love that aged horribly? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I love that. I love those initial reactions. That aged, that, uh, that aged horribly. horribly. Um, I'm going to say Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, with, with Kevin Costner? Yeah. Really? And, and Alan Rickman. I used to love that movie when I was a kid. Then when I watched it, um, when I watched it when I was in college, I'm like, oh my but God. But do you still what like I, it? What was I thinking? I still like it, but in a much different uh, context. <laughs> like, like, I know this is bad. Like, I know it's like, you know, watching Aladdin except less fun, but I still enjoy it, and I don't know why. Um... I would have to, sad to say, you know, uh, The Wedding Singer with Adam Sandler. I love The Wedding Singer. I, I, I can't watch it. I just get frustrated and angry, and, you know, then I just try to force force myself to go to sleep. But I'm saying, do you still like it? I, uh, it has to be a movie that aged horribly. That's horribly still like. I still like. Uh, I don't know, Vic, help me out. Spawn? Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I, I still enjoy Spawn, but I would say the first Ghostbusters. Wait, wait, Ghostbusters? What? Ghostbusters? Looking at the looking at the special effects, I was like, wow, this aged awful, but this is still so good. You do not know what you speak of. I love the movie. I'm, I'm, I still I'm see- love the movie. I'm, 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 I'm hearing words. Like, wow, you know, I was like, just just words. I was like. Just word salad at this think point. It, yeah, I don't think it aged that well. You can say that about Ghostbusters 2, but Ghostbusters 1 is a classic. It it did not age I still say poorly. I still enjoyed it. It didn't age poorly, though. I thought, um, oh, wait. You know, well, all right. Yeah, I, here. yeah I agree. I, d- d- I It's... Yeah. The effects are fine. Yeah. The acting's great. No, no, no the story. acting's amazing. It's the, the effects that got me. The visual effects are still quite up to par. I wouldn't say. I will put those. Okay, like, okay. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to change know, my answer. I'm just going to go for Batman 1989. I don't think it's aged too well. I'll agree with you there. And the 
I mean, it's still fun. But I say, the, okay, then I'll change my answer. The first Mortal Kombat. Okay. Oh yes, okay. that is a horrible guilty pleasure. I can still watch pleasure. that movie and just yeah. be like, this did not age well. Like <laughs> these <laughs> effects are. The second horrible. one's even worse, dude. It reptile, is. literally. I I literally yep. thought that I colored reptile into the film <laughs> before he turned into human form. Oh yeah, too bad you will die. <laughs> God, Annihilation was horrendous. Oh my goodness, man. But all right, you saved yourself on that. Okay. Answer. Okay. <laughs> But yes, uh, once again, John, uh, thank you so much for uh, guesting on our show. This is a long so much. time coming. Yeah, yes. love being here. And, uh, and thank you to all the uh, listeners and viewers on Facebook Live. And you can also check out all of our episodes on SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play, and iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. And uh, you can also follow us all over social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yep. So that question of the week will be on the social medias within a day or two. Yeah. Hopefully I can remember and actually do it and won't be so late. <laughs> Indeed. But yes, uh, thank you all for watching and listening. And as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. <laughs>